everybody, welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining me. resources that I had of like you know learning how to weld and learning how to you know make molds for metals and how to create different alloys and stuff is it your rule I think it is my no that's your piece you okay. got to get back on the board all right um but yeah, so I like I moved into this spot recently. Hey, double hey, sixes. Look at you, bro. <laughs> double sixes. But uh, yeah, I'm just now getting into like, you know, being able to like set my side of time for like personal and creative, you know, endeavors, which is refreshing for sure. So the t-shirts is that just something you started up? To, well, yeah. Yeah, I was traveling last year, and I thought, you know, I did all this. To escape the time card mm-hmm. career. I don't want to make a career out of a time card, dude. I don't want to be like 30-something like, your vacation hasn't been approved. Like, fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, <laughs> like, I was like, what can I do to try and monetize my passion? You know what I mean? And going through this breakup recently it kind of fucked up my motivation a little bit. But, um, I mean, that's the goal, dude. Double fives. Look Fucking at me. A. Something, um, something magical's happening here. You know, the nice thing, I it, it takes me a while to remember every time, but you can kind of like, you always know six is going to be oh, the same color. Okay. So when it comes to doing the math and shit. There you go. For the listeners, this is a riveting game of backhammer. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest game known to mankind. That's that's legitimately what it's known for. So with, with a double, you I get, get to roll. You get... Four moves. Four moves. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It doubles it, basically. Yeah. And there's something about, like, a doubling cube, and I don't understand. It's like the last rule of this game, and I've never understood what the fuck it's talking about. Like, I can... I think it's if you're gambling, to be honest. Because it's like, you can, you can, like, double or nothing, like, on the game Holy at some shit. point. But I don't know how those, how those rules work, uh... But anywho, uh, so are you still doing sculpture and shit, or you um, said okay? So you, did you specifically go for a certain type of art? Yeah, it was. Okay. I was like my. It was, you know, an emphasis in sculpture. So my degree was in like a general art, but with a focus in three D art, like sculpture and stuff. Gotcha. So I feel like 
you could focus on painting, you could focus on 2D design, but like sculpture isn't just like something standing in the ground, you know what I mean, or standing on a table, it kind of encompasses all mediums of art. I was gonna say to you, you know what I mean, it could be. You ever work with wood? Because, yeah, dude. I got a bunch of scrap fucking cedar lying in the shop. I made oh, a birdhouse yesterday. Oh, cool, dude. I want to make some badass birdhouses, man. Oh, cool, Like, dude. cooler and cool. Like, yeah. I just kind of made one that looked like a log cabin. It's easy. Yeah. But it's cool. But, like, I kind of want to make some wild-ass birdhouses yeah, we could sell for 500 bucks a pop, you know? Yeah, like, dude. some real fucking... Or even, like, uh, you know, for bats and shit, you can make yeah, some... Yeah, yeah, bat houses, bat owl houses. houses. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Five and three. But you can use the shop if you wanted to fuck around. I got oh, materials for you if thanks, you want them, dude. Yeah, I tools uh, like whatever. It's been like a uh, you know a long time. Oh, you since. knocked me off. Yes, I did. It would help me if you. Uh, oh my bad. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so I don't get confused. But yeah, it's been a long time since I've been able to... Oh, you to... knocked two of mine off. God damn. All right. So, sorry. Oh, you're good, dude. Two and whoop, six. Bet. Cool. Um, but yeah, having time for myself is like a fucking new thing, bro, and it's very refreshing. I like struggled for the last couple summers uh, with the free time, if you catch my drift. Like, yeah. Because I almost felt guilty about it. Totally. As an entrepreneur, it's like, should I really be allowing myself to have downtime or should I be like hustling? Focused. I need it though, man. Like this part of the year. Yeah, dude. I, you know, God damn, you got a lot of pieces I could hit. I fucking <laughs> just went full spread on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but I got to be a little bit smart here too. So we're going to go five. I, now I can't even hit you with nothing. Um, all right, we'll just go two. A little bit defensive there. But yeah, man. Uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Like, uh, this, <laughs> like, free time, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, like... This summer, though, I've embraced it. Like, and you know what? I need to get back to work because the money's getting low. But, like, at the same time, I'm just kind of not worried about it. Yeah, dude. Well, there's a lot of really gimmicky, uh, clickbaity, corny-ass shit that you hear, like, you know, online, social media and stuff. But, like, one thing that did kind of stick with me is, like, this audio. Of, people use audio over their own videos and shit, right? For views or whatever. Five and one. Um, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, but one that stuck with me was, like, the, uh, the meaning of life is, like, to just enjoy the passage of time. Uh-huh. And I think it's really hard to, like, just, like, sometimes accept that even if you're doing something small, you know, you can still be present. Dude, this fucking book, this book right here, bro, changed my life, bro. This thing right here, I'm not, like, a religious... Did I just skip that, dude? No, 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 I just okay. hit you. Okay, you, you just did. put it up. Yeah. This book right here, dude... The Pocket Bro. Thiknan Han. Thiknan Han. Thiknan Han. Yeah, bro. This is a Buddhist monk. Yeah, he's, ta- I think I believe he's Vietnamese. 
and I'm not like a, we've all done psychedelics, right? You can bring the whole topic of spirituality into it, but I'm not like a religious dude, right? Sure. But like, just in terms of like things to live by, it, fe- it feels like they know you before you've read it. It's wild, dude. It's, it's very it's very encompassing and like very generalized but then specific very easy to apply to like things in your life you know talks about like being present being mindful talks a lot about mindfulness um, learning how to like love things without attachment you know what I mean whether mm-hmm. that's like people in your life or physical things super good book I might have to pick that up I like how small it is too yeah bro I take it hiking yeah keep it in my car shit like that my great grandfather printed miniature books oh his, yeah his would be about even half the oh, size super of this tiny. yeah <laughs> with teeny tiny little script I mean in our family we've got maybe a couple hundred of them floating around between all the aunts uncles cousins whatever I've okay. got like six or eight but I've got like a miniature version of uh, like Abraham Lincoln's autobiography okay like weird shit man weird shit that's cool he had a little printing press in the basement of his Chicago house and he just made these teeny tiny little fucking books man <laughs> you know? that's fucking cool dude yeah. little pocket versions yeah 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 and one oh boom you gotta leave your leave your dice on the board so you don't oh, forget, man. Yeah, dude, that's facts. Because <laughs> I keep four. snatching them up. Double twos, rather. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, you gotta take take the time that you need to appreciate the time you're here, bro. And even if that means not working for a little bit, dude, there's always money to be made, bro. Money. Well, I'd rather I'd rather like live than like work to live. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, goal, yeah. bro. Right. That's the goal. <laughs> there you go. Damn. Double five. But yeah, man, I you know I'm stoked your brother's coming back. Me too. <laughs> Super happy about. Well, it. he's like the first friend of mine. I always figured people would trickle back over time. Like, right. Everybody went their separate ways, but yeah, he'll be the first to kind of return home, which I'm excited about. Because <laughs> frankly, bro. I don't have a lot of people in this town right now. Me neither, dude. No. Uh, my last good friend of like eight or ten years just left to move to Littleton. He'd never been outside of Indiana other than like one of the Carolinas. And uh, he does photography and stuff. And it sucks to see people you love go, you know what I mean? But they're yeah. on to bigger and better stuff. And they're going to grow and see different things. But I feel you, dude. Not having people in the city is very humbling in a way. Well, it, it, you know, I think just looking at the way things are going, like we need people like in our proximity, man. Yeah. You know, but like it's you can have online community and all that. But yeah, I don't know. Just sitting in the park playing backhamming with a real life person is better than fucking chatting online. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> We're pack animals, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're pack animals. I feel it, dude. Um, and part of that uh, has just been, you know, part of that fucking wavelength I've been on is 
learning how to enjoy your time by yourself, you know what I mean? No doubt. Because I feel like it's hard for everyone to do, most people to do, to not be always occupying your time with going somewhere and meeting someone and planning something and you know what I mean? And uh, Even if it's just a walk or doing shit at the house or making a big batch of tea, it's a cute little spider friend. He's our ref, dude. Spiders are Hell ref. yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, he's moving back here, and wintertime in the Midwest is a whole thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> it's a whole yeah. thing. So, we've been talking about ways to keep ourselves productive and focused and stuff like that over the winter. Or, at the very least, just not depressed. Like, yeah, I, I started going to the dugout all the time because it was like... <laughs> During the winter, it's like, so got to be around with somebody, you know, some dude. people. Yeah, <laughs> you know? bro, it's, it, it really... Living alone through the winter is brutal, like, bro. if you don't have somewhere to go. Yeah. Or, yeah, or something to keep your keep your focus on, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I think we were even going to try to start going to the gym. I'd like to gain some weight, and he'd like to lose some weight. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, I might jump in with you boys. Yeah, you should, dude. Uh, we're going to do... where you go to work out, but... Like, cardio on some days and just weights on another day and alternate yeah you know five six days out of the week i ran two miles yesterday for the first time in like fucking a decade yeah, yeah, yeah. or 15 years dude right and my knees were like bro we don't do this we don't like this <laughs> what are you fucking thinking my knees were like um so we're not doing that anymore right right <laughs> i don't run usually but i feel like i should I don't know, man. I just think physical training and like fitness, and frankly, like hand to hand combat, man. I really want to take fucking jujitsu. I'm afraid. I'm a little bit afraid that people are gonna get more and more fucking violent, crazy. And, like, and I just want to be fucking yeah. halfway ready for it, you know. That's not a. That's not a bad. I mean, it's all for a reason, you know what I mean? And I'm sure it'd be. Health, healthy for the soul probably meet a bunch of cool people it's physically active you know what i mean right bro we got the same scar on our face dude <laughs> we kind of do yeah, how'd you get yours up. how'd you get yours <laughs> hold up hold up i gotta knock this one off too okay so i was wrenching on my truck and i was really pulling on this fucking breaker bar trying to bust a bust a nut yeah and uh all of a sudden it busted and it hit me. Flew back I had, I had, I had, um, like, eye protection like on, goggles on. Uh, just whatever safety glasses. And it just caught right under the edge of the safety glass, put a big, deep gash in it. Nice. Probably could have stood a stitch or two, but said fuck it. whatever. Bro, these had stitches and it still ended up. Yeah. There. I mean, yeah. yeah. I was like maybe seven or eight and hit some kid with my bike on a 4th of July parade. And went over the handlebars and over him and just like landed on my face. Yeah, and yeah. Drug everywhere. It was, Get it a bit. Ooh, bro, <laughs> yeah. I, was in, I was in the emergency room like looking at my cheekbone. Like, yeah, oh, it was that's that what bad. Cheekbones huh? look like. Mine wasn't that traumatic. Yeah, bro. It was gnarly, dude. <laughs> and then I slipped and smacked my head on a gate and got a matching one above my head. Hey, so I got nice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like kind of a badass the other week because uh, <laughs> it was a stupid story, but it looked cool. It was like I was in the I was in a lake at a buddy's house. We were playing, you know, hanging on his pontoon boat, and 
I was in the water and my dog wanted to come in, mm-hmm. and, but he didn't want to jump because it was like, you know, foot and a half, two uh, yeah, feet off the, you know, whatever. And so I reach up there, you know, I'm treading water. I got like a pool noodle or whatever, but I lift him up and he starts kicking his legs and he caught me and put a big old scratch on like right over top of the other scar. Amazing. I think it's gone now, but like for a minute there I had like a scab. It looked just like I'd gotten a fight with a freaking saber tooth tiger or some shit, you know? Yeah, if I'm ever blacked out in a bar, I might tell people I've just gotten got in a fight. Uh-huh. That is not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Two and four. Dude, I got some, uh, been eating a lot of plums. I yeah. got a couple if you want one. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think I got my apricots growing. I got some plums growing at the house. Really? At your folks' place? Or? No, I, the place I moved into, I just, I germinated the seed. You crack open the pit, you germinate the seed, and then it fucking sprouts and you throw it in soil, take care of it while it's young and a couple inches, and then... Mine aren't that big right now, but I got some jackfruit growing, dude. Nice. Yeah, I, I bought a big-ass jackfruit, and I thought, like, why can't I grow this? I'm like, I bet you there's no one else. You can't go buy a jackfruit plant. I'm trying to think. That's more tropical, isn't it? Super, yeah. And I think they grow in, like, the humid forests of, like, China and shit, like, Thailand and shit. You probably have to either take it inside or... Oh, It'll die this winter otherwise. Uh, well, and I, I don't know if a plant like that has the, I don't, I mean, the seasonal kind of behavior of, like, like a, right, right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. We shall see. I don't know anything about jackfruit. They're fucking huge, bro. All I'll say is there's probably a reason people don't grow them around here. Yeah, they're <laughs> big know? as fuck, dude. It's like some people try to do banana trees in greenhouses, but then they get so tall that they'll bust through the roof of the greenhouse. I've oh, seen that. Or they'll they'll yeah. get to the top and they'll start to uh-huh. arch and shit. Yeah. But I don't know of anybody that ever actually got a banana off of them, you know, here. Well, but. I was looking at, uh, you know, people online and people in, like, uh, like east of the Mississippi that are have grown, like, jackfruit and shit. And as long as you keep it indoors and then don't overwater it during the dry winter, because then you promote like root rot and fungus and shit. Right, right. Um, in like two or three years, it'll start to put out fruit and shit. And my goal by 30 is to own land. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, if I'm growing like stone fruit, like plums and apricots, maybe by the time I have that land, I'll have a place to put the trees in the ground, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. have some fucking stone fruit, so. We planted a couple, uh, like a lemon and a lime in one of my client's greenhouses, and. Uh, Did I just roll? I think you still need to roll. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, dude. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. too much. That's all right. Here we go. Beauty of backhamming is, you know, nothing's going anywhere. guy down there with a Indiana tattoo. I feel like I need to get an Indiana tattoo. Just yeah, you should, dude. I'm, bro, so, okay, have you been keeping up with the shit going on over in the Netherlands? Um. Oh, you, you didn't move your piece back oh, on. Oh, fuck. This one was here. This one was here. And I had a 
four. So one, two, three, four. There. Alright, this guy I gotta get back on. Double twos, I'll just take it, whatever. Alright, there's that. Cool. Um actually. No man, I so this shit in the Netherlands, these farmer protests and stuff. Have you heard about this? Uh uh So big time. It's kind of akin to the trucker uh, <clears throat> freedom convoy up in Canada. Okay. These farmers are just sick of being fucked with by the state, basically, in a nutshell. And I heard just this morning a friend told me that there's an island in the Netherlands that is declaring independence. Oh fuck. From Denmark. Oh shit. And. It's real life. That's some real shit, man. That's fucking real life. Yeah, they've like established a new government, and they oh, are fuck. supposedly like they are writing their Declaration of Independence. Oh my lord! And so people are watching real closely to see what the fuck the Denmark the government, government does. does. Yeah. Um, I don't think Denmark has a real strong military, but it's a little island. Right. If they want to crush it, they they'll, they could crush it. Well, so it's a matter of whether or not they well, allow there, it. You there's, know. There's that, and you, you know. If they're against it, and then for some, because Denmark's part of NATO, is it not? Probably, I'm not sure. So even if, even, let's say they're like, "Fuck it, do what you want," there could still be a decade, two decades worth of like restrictions on, like, do whatever you want, but you're not going to be a part of shit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of idea, you know what I mean? Or if you're like out here solo dolo. Like good luck to you. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, kind of shit. I think it's a real I mean? agricultural like this island. You know, it's it's not a tiny tiny island. It's it's a significant landmass, but it's not huge huge. It's right. not Madagascar, you know. Right. Um, but it's very agricultural, so they have, in some regards, like goods that are worth trading with other. You know, it's like they they have a self-contained sort of economy. They're not. I'm sure they're not fully self-sufficient, but they have. It's like to be to declare independence. You, you almost have to have something. You can't just some kind of infrastructure. You can't be a dependent, you know, like desert island that has no resources. You right. have to have something to trade. But I'm super curious to watch it play out, man. Because uh, I'm just going back to the Indiana tattoo. It's like I've been having chats with people who want to see a sovereign, independent Indiana, or We've talked even more like Southern Indiana, Kentucky, and you know Tennessee kind of zone. You know the hill, the hill country. Y'all like, uh, like French looking down or some shit. Like Martinsville and down maybe, or you know. Yeah. Yeah. South of Bloomington and then down. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Even if it wasn't Indiana, my whole adult life. Let's say the last eight years, people have been talking about, like, the country's overpopulated, all this other shit. The world's overpopulated. Fuck no, it's not. It's not. I just drove the entire country. <laughs> yeah. When there's so much fucking space, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, go to Wyoming. Yeah, tell me, yeah, yeah. Tell me that shit's overpopulated. It is a, it's an elitist idea that comes from city folk who look around and think there's too many of us, but have never driven across the United States of America yeah. to even have any grasp of the well, and bigness. I've, you know? I've said the same thing to some people, and they're like, well, there's nothing out there. And I'm like, well, there wasn't anything anywhere until there was something. Look at fucking anywhere in the desert. 
You know what I mean? Look at fucking Las Vegas. Look at yeah. Salt Lake City. There wasn't shit there until there was some shit there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if there's a need, then there's action. And yeah, anyone that tries to tell like I could see cities being overpopulated or housing being an issue. But at the end of the day, it's like, like, well, there's other places to live. It's just people's priorities fall into that urban kind of a landscape. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And one. You see somebody blew up these Georgia Guidestones? Bro. And that, that's some whack shit. Speaking of overpopulation. Right. I love it. I love it. Blow that shit up. Where, where are they going? <laughs> yeah. Even if it is like a nonsense sculpture from some weirdo. It's a representation. It's dude. I, there's something to the sim- symbolism of blowing that shit sky high. Yeah, dude. It is like there's something cathartic or therapeutic about just sitting here, like in the park playing backgammon, knowing that the whole world's kind of going to shit. <laughs> Bro, like the meme of the dog sitting in the, the room. Everything's on fire. fine. Everything is okay. Yeah, bro. To a T, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder when people's behavior might actually change. Like, I think we're all living in this kind of like. Like La La Land? Yeah, we're in La La Land a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. I saw a bunch of folks fishing on my walk over here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking to see if any of them have coolers to take the fish home. And oh, I didn't yeah. see anybody with coolers to take the fish home, but I'm figuring in another year or two, there might be ten times as many people fishing and all of them have a cooler. You know yeah. what I thought about working, dude? A fucking fishery, bro. Uh I was like, what can I do that's outdoors that would be cool? It's aligned with like that same goal of like learning more about agriculture and stuff like that. And there's one down in Martinsville or yeah, uh, yeah Martinsville, big fishery dude. Yeah. It's like a family business, but they've got multiple locations like one in t- uh, Tennessee, one in Kentucky, one in Illinois and one here, some shit like that. And, uh, I always figured that was a state fishery, but I, I didn't look into it. Yeah, it's a family huh. it's a family business. And I don't know if they do commercial work or if they do like, hey, let's stock this lake kind of thing. Because yeah. I don't know what kind of fish they grow. I bet they have contracts with the state. Yeah. And they probably do oh, for per, sure. you know, private stuff too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you know, bro, that even, and I didn't know this until recently, even a wild caught fish, like let's say you go fishing for trout, like over 85% of all wild caught trout are still farm raised. They started in a fishery, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. I didn't know that until, and, and the same goes with like a sockeye salmon. I wanna say it's partly due to like the fact that we've dammed so many rivers and like yeah. we've kind of disrupted their ecosystem to the point where if we don't do that, there won't be any fish, which is kind of sad. Like, well, there's that, and, like, let, let's say, like, just between Idaho, Montana, Washington, Oregon, and Wyoming, that's, like, the fucking... Watch this. Watch this power move. Oh, look at you, dude. 
Shit just got real. Yeah. <laughs> this game's coming into the uh, tail ends here. Uh, you got to get your boys out of there. Though. I know I fucking do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think the, the, the fishing industry would just wipe everything out, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, if, like if, the, yeah. it's like the fly fishing capital of the world, bro, outside yeah. of like maybe the Swiss Alps or like Germany and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm sure it would just, like in a few years, within a few years between like them being able to repopulate and like lay eggs and all that shit. But yeah, you're right with like damming and stuff, probably just wipe everything out. Yeah, that's right. Low numbers. Yeah, but I'm gonna fucking do this here. Damn. One and two. Tragic. <laughs> Whoops. Fucked your shit up there. Oh, you're good. Two and four. And if I can't go four moves with that, what do I do? Just you can't take the can't L. Play it. Yeah, I can't take the yeah, fucking that's L. That's it. That's why, you know, it gets dangerous when you get to this point where you don't have a whole lot of spaces to come back. Tragic. You know, like, I I might have trouble if you manage to knock one of mine off. Uh, True. I almost think you can lose the game if you got a piece off the board and then all of these are filled in by the opponent. Mm. It's kind of like a... a, a stalemate. A, well, I wouldn't call it a stalemate. I think you you lose, basically. Oh, shit. Uh, two and three. Okay. Two and three. So nice seeing like all the families up there, dude, mm. enjoying the weather. This is probably the best day of the summer so far. Oh, I'd yeah, say. Bro. Having picnics and kicking balls around and shit. Yeah. Hey, that's what you needed. I know, right? <laughs> can't move there. Ooh. Yeah, you can. You can move here. These that's. Guys. Is that six? Yep. Same color. Oh, yeah, you're right. There you go. So you still just working at fresh time then? or? Um, I'm up at Whole Foods. Or, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm doing, like, billing and stuff, which is uh, nice because oh, I, I don't have to... Uh, I don't have to deal with customers. I don't have to stock shelves anymore, which is like super refreshing. I was getting real tired of the whole fucking retail landscape, mm. um, but I just like receive product, make sure that the bills are all aligned with the product that we've received, and then just you know data entry kind of shit. My uh, my coworker's pretty cool. He's like super into ultralight backpacking, so we. Yeah. He sits on Gaia GPS the whole sh some days. He's super <laughs> slow, and we just like sit on the computer and look at cool places to hike. Trails, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super into that shit. <clears throat> um, so it's cool for right now. Um, I definitely would like to find a way to make more money, cause uh, like I said, dude, I'd like to buy some land, yeah. even if it's just in the middle of nowhere and. Kentucky or Tennessee, you know, there's a lot of factors that fall into being able to buy land. Um, you know, what's the slope? Is there water accessible? You know, does this, the, the makeup of the soil, the 
is it going to allow me to put a foundation in it? You, know you should think I mean? about taking a permaculture course before you buy land. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Even a just online one, there's some good ones. Okay. I was going to say, too, uh, I mentioned to you in a message or whatever, but I think we should start making Easy Peasy Podcast t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Dude. And I think we could come up with some kind of arrangement where you get X percent, I get X percent, sure, whatever. Sure, um, But I got, I got some ideas. I just don't have the artistic skill to... Sure. sketch this stuff out but i got sort of ideas in my head yeah um, dude i'd be down to help with that yeah dude. so maybe we do like a brainstorm sometime uh i can throw some ideas at you see what you can work up and then um i mean the fact that you're already doing some t-shirts like i just don't know the first thing about the merch industry or whatever totally well um the platform that i use right now uh the, the the interface, the customer interface is through Shopify. Mm-hmm. The manufacturing is through a company called Printful. And they've kind of combined the uh, the the front of giving you access to different manufacturers and giving you a platform to create the product. The design template, yeah. So it's like just a full catalog. But even outside of that, you know, if you do it on, or someone does it I have hypothetical person where to do it just in on their own software and you have that file it just becomes a matter of like you know who's the manufacturer and that could be I would prefer to go with someone in the country because there's perfectly fine manufacturers in the country so I have a there's a t-shirt printer you know screen printing company literally in the next shop over from my shop okay cool and I've thought about reaching out to them to work up some designs and stuff, but I'd almost rather just come to them with some fully fleshed out designs and say, "Hey, you know, what kind of what kind of price point are we talking about here?" Totally. Um, and working exclusively with them, yeah, because they're my neighbors, you know, and yeah, like, totally. and then I could just ship stuff myself, basically. Oh yeah. Um, or we could, hypothetically. Yeah, um, dude. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, so do you have any experience with one? But with like any design software that would work, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably just do this shit in Photoshop or whatever, right? Like, so I have a program that I use with my uh, like wireless drawing pad on my MacBook uh-huh. called Pro Painter. But I also have used like Illustrator, and uh, it's probably been a few versions back because I don't have the software, but like Photoshop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I could do everything on Pro Painter. Um, the thing I've been doing recently is uh, like the collage work and the t-shirts and stuff. But then I've gone back. I like to like do extra work on things that I've already done. Mm-hmm. So even if it's something that like you or I draw up or sketch up, let's say super late at night, you got some ideas that you just want to get on paper, that can be like scanned in mm-hmm. and then just drop like thrown into the software and then re-edited and vectored. And I saw my tattoo artist kind of using one of these sketchpad programs and just made it look easy. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of bring in an image and alter it or whatever. Um, yeah. Did you not, yeah. is the goal to get it all to the edge or off the board? Off the board, but you have to. So now I can start moving my pieces off the board because oh, they're now all that they're in that. here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can't okay. move any off the board till they're all there. Okay. So I'm a little bit 
a little bit ahead of you here. Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> Six and one. Can't move that one. So because I can't move any of these, is that just that? Uh, Might just be that. You can you can move this guy on with your six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, to here. And knock me off. That gives you a fighting chance, actually. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> just barely. Well, see. I can't move on. See. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Kind of painted into One a corner a little bit. Alright, we're gonna go here and one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Uno, cinco. Back to you. But no, I've seen some like I've seen some podcasters make make some money with, with merch, man. And um yeah, it's like a lot of people are making like you know freedom, like two-way gun rights T-shirts and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know of anybody making really cool like garden and like sort of permaculture merch. Yeah, dude. Um, like I got, I got an idea for one that's like let success, let succession succeed. It's like this succession good. being like the ecological principle of sort of. An ecosystem moving through different phases of maturity. Yeah. You know, starting as a sort of uh, immature, whatever, forest and succeeding up to a mature forest. So I, I see like sort of the graphic being like a, you know, sort of grasslands to shrubbery to trees, kind of like this. To like a tall old growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just kind of the whole way across the shirt. Kind yeah, of this, that'd be this, cool. Yeah, let succession succeed. Um, so that's one move. Well, that, that's uh, interesting you say that because uh, that was kind of like I didn't ever plan on putting the work onto shirts until I had the idea, but I made all of the collage work that I did a few years ago uh, with like quotes and phrases that I kind of pieced together in the moment of what feels right to put on paper is kind of like a way to like throw up thoughts and ideas onto a work, right? But then when I brought it into a merch sense or a apparel sense, right, felt like having clothing that has like thought-provoking ideas or phrases around that is like, like no one does that shit, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I like the idea that you brought up. That's a good uh, metaphor for a lot of things. Exactly. I like I like making a statement that's more uh, solution focused than problem focused. Totally. You know. And honestly, I want to have a couple that are like guns and gardens. You know, like a, you know, across like AR-15 and and gardening hoe. You know, like <laughs> or like like the bald eagle clutching the two. Okay. You know? yeah, <laughs> or some dude. shit like that. You know, yeah, like you should do that. Even though a lot of like I said, a lot of people are making liberty and like two A stuff. I want to throw the gardening. I want the greenery needs to be there too. The agriculture know? sense. Yeah, 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 dude. All right, I'm officially pulling shit off the board now. Oh fuck.
trying to think. I should have a notepad with a bunch of ideas because I've had a dozen or 20 ideas pop up in the last year or two, but I've never written any of them down. Yeah, That's why I say we ought to maybe brainstorm at some point. Uh, yeah, we should do that, dude. Yeah, man. Super down. I mean, I'm kind of like, I have some urgency. I want to I wanna maybe get some shirts ready to sell in the next month. Okay. Because, frankly, I'm about to have a big boost in listenership. Cool. I'm going on a big show um, in a couple weeks. And I'd kind of like to have some, if possible, have some shit ready to go by then. Something that's available. So maybe, man, if you're willing, work up a draft of this Let Succession Succeed idea. Yeah. That could be the first one. And maybe I'll take that over to the guys next door and say, hey, like, how quick could you have 100 shirts ready? Sure. I'll put that shit on the credit card if I have to. Yeah, um, totally. But I think if, if I had something that could sell, like, I've been asking for, you know, donations, contributions, whatever, but I'd rather have give, it. you know, like, yeah. I'll charge 50 bucks for the t-shirt to make a good margin on it, so right. it's still, like, you're clearly contributing, like, generously to the podcast. Yeah, totally. But you're getting something for it. Yeah, you know? totally. It might be an expensive shirt, but... Well, and it's... If we can print them for 10 bucks a pop and sell them for 40 or 50 um, Yeah. With that being understood, like, yeah, we are upcharging the hell out of these things, but, you know... It's for a, it's it's not for a good cause. It's going yeah. nowhere, yeah. Right, totally. this is to build something. Uh, well, and that's one thing that I... It was hard for me to gain once I already had the full shop you know to build a brand takes a lot you got to have a call to action you got to have like Mm -hmm. you know a story you got to have something that's going to appeal to that fine niche of customer base that you're looking to like you need a way to reach the customer base right right but you already have that right in place you know what i mean so the percentage we'll say we're we're building it i'm probably at about 50 60 people listening right now yeah well you already Um, you already have that's momentum dude that's momentum and it's the chart the chart looks good right now um, like I said hopefully fingers crossed this guest spot I'm doing will be a big boost if I can go to, from 50 or 60 people to 500 people that would be killer oh yeah you know because um, at that point the ball's really fucking rolling totally you know the sort of word of mouth marketing takes over at that point well and also even if there's always going to be a percentage of people that don't buy the shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. But having that available builds, like, the legitimacy of, mm-hmm. like, what you're trying to organize, you know what For I sure. mean? So, like, yeah. people just seeing that it's there and available just adds to that brand as a and whole. And just by putting it on the shirt, you're turning people into walking billboards for the show. You know, oh, I think every yeah. shirt should say, you know, Easy Peasy Podcast. And you could have your logo on the back, dude. Yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yep. Like right right at the top of the neck yep. or, you know, in the middle, somewhere, middle of somewhere. the shirt on the back yep. or on the chest or whatever. Either Easy Peasy Podcast or EasyPeasyGardens.com or whatever. Like, But totally. I think it should be, like, listen to Easy Peasy should maybe be, in quotes, on, on the back of every shirt, you know? Totally. <sighs> I want people to see people walking around and say, what the hell is Easy Peasy? Yeah. <laughs> You know, right. this motherfucker's got a shirt with a gun and a garden and like, what? What is happening here? <laughs> I wanted to stoke curiosity. I'm kicking your ass, brother. Sorry to tell you. No, yeah, you are, dude. I'm out here like trying to trickle my shit into that last uh, quadrant. For sure. Should have brought another beer. 
I almost <laughs> I almost texted you to be like, should I bring a six pack? <laughs> Whatever. We gotta let you get at least one off the board before we call it quits. <laughs> Thanks for your uh, mercy. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna let you do shit. I just hope. I just hope for your sake. How gracious of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, now you. Well, shit. No, you can't get one off the board this time. But one, almost. almost. And then what? I can't oh, take you could. Them off you could. Now? You could take this guy off. This right. guy off, or this guy off. Usually, you want to use the number four. Yeah, you know, full. Hey, oh. Okay, you're fucked. really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, small game, taste, dude. small taste of success, Good and game, dude. for formality's sake, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Good game, dude. Yeah. No, backgammon never fails, you know. No, it doesn't, dude. Suppose we could play chess too, but I have a feeling um, I'm missing a couple of pieces. To be honest, bro, I have not played chess since I was like five. I'm terrible at chess. So yeah. I admire people who are good at chess, but right. Yeah. I feel like I always felt like it was an intellectuals game. Right. But at the same time, it's just the more complicated checkers. Well, it's highly complicated more complicated <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like like way more <laughs> way more complicated yeah well, i kind of got to take a leak now where'd you where'd you go i walked up so inside of the gated area i guess like yeah there's, no there, there's like a full ass a bathroom yeah yeah gotcha. there's a full ass public restroom up there and it wasn't disgusting which was a plus nice yeah well, I'm trying to decide. I might mosey and get some grub. Um, I don't know. Unless you want to play one more round. Oh, that's up to you, dude. I'm, I'm up for anything. If you, if you want a solo dolo or I can come with you, dude. Well, I'm, if you want to head over to the dugout. or Sure. Yeah, let's grab a beer and a bite. Where's um, that located? It's in Fountain Square. Okay. Or, I mean, there's places. There's other places, but that's just my go-to. Sure. Um, yeah, down. If that sounds good, let's just go there. I'm super up for that. Yeah, they got outdoor seating and all that. So cool. Well, I'm parked up off of like up there somewhere. I always park in the same spot. I'm like up the canal, so it might take me a few minutes to walk up there. You'll probably beat me. Uh, I got ten minute walk. Yeah. But yeah. Same here. Cool. Well, then we might be on the same timeline. Sweet. So. Yeah, we can bust the board back out there if we feel like it. Totally, dude. I think I'm going to start taking this with me, like, everywhere I go. Yeah, bro. Yeah, honestly, I've been having fun, like, uh, interviewing strangers on the sidewalk and stuff. But sometimes I don't even want to, like, do an interview. I'd rather just chill and yeah, maybe record, maybe not. But, like, having a little pocket backgammon set. Like, you meet somebody interesting, like, hey, uh, got anything going? Like, you want to play a game? <laughs> Want to play the oldest game known to mankind? Yeah, dude. It's kind of like a deck of cards in that sense. Well, and I always have the cards, too. Maybe we can rustle up a couple folks to play Euchre. Yeah, I haven't played a game of Euchre in a minute. 
Maybe a couple lady friends. I don't know. Isn't that about the cutest shit you've ever seen? Oh, I saw it. Yeah, super, super cute. He's uh, he's doing it Putting right. in that work. Get it done. <laughs> the flowers, the wicker basket. I don't have it in me anymore, bro. That is a full-blown fucking picnic. Yeah, dude. Yeah, more power to him. Yeah. So, pretty rough breakup, it sounds like, not too long ago. Dude, the weird shit is, bro, she was here this morning. What? Yeah. Dude. Like, just randomly? We were, we, were, we were together from May to May for two years. Whoa. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, there were red flags over the course, but, you know, I, I'm i not here just to, like, fuck around, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to find a life partner in yeah, this yeah, bitch. Yeah. yeah, And I pretty much made her, like, my entire focus. Like, I came back here last year for that. Yeah. Like, I was out in everywhere else dude and i literally only came back to like build that future and uh i don't know if it's like like a gap in like really strong ideologies not like deep shit but just like certain principles that we differ on mm-hmm. or if this there's just this perpetual separation between an understanding certain you know things that we have going on but felt like I definitely and I think this is normal in most like committed long-term relationships sacrifice parts of yourself and it's frustrating to see people not either do the same or appreciate that sacrifice Mm -hmm. in their actions and words and I just want to go do shit you know what I mean like I'm an introvert but I want to fucking go like do pottery classes or start going to North Mass Boulder and do rock climbing or like have something especially over the winter dude mm-hmm. just didn't ever want to do shit bro just fucking sit at home and watch fucking TLC bro and that'll that'll drag you down <sighs> yeah dude yeah. and like at a certain point dude and I still love the shit out of her dude I'd take a bullet for her I saw her today and it was like nothing ever happened in the sense of like you know no hard feelings or no and it's all understanding dude but even that doesn't lead me to think that like i'm willing to give someone that power again you know what i mean because i i've been fucked up bro for sure i hear you man i've done it a couple times myself yeah bro give a little more than uh than maybe you should yeah dude yeah relative to what what is being given back yeah and like she and I have the same view on so many things. We both want to just buy land, live off the land, be in the middle of nowhere, have our small town community, live a really wholesome, mindful life, blah, blah, blah. But um, but yeah, dude, I know sometimes I'm not the easiest person to be with, but at the same time, it's hard like committing a future to someone and then not seeing that appreciated, you know what I mean? I don't know what else you can give someone other than like your future, you know what I mean? Because that's not even up to you yet. You got, time is the most precious commodity anyone could ever have, you know what I'm trying I mean? to remember a really great Bob, Deer- Bob Dylan lyric where it's like, uh, you might be able to help me. You listen to Dylan uh-uh. much? Respectfully. Hey, that's okay. He, he says, uh, Like, I'll promise you my tomorrow if you give me your today. Something like that. I, I don't think that's quite right, but it's but that, along that those idea. Lines, yeah. It's like, kind of like, I think it kind of hit a, a nail on the head where it's like, I don't know, like the man makes a promise. The woman sort of has to be there 
you know, it's, it's like every day you make that promise over and over. But if if the woman ain't there today, what what good's promising tomorrow? Yeah, dude. You know? I don't know if that makes sense or not. But, it totally does. Yeah. I mean, no, to me, like even if we don't agree on certain things, and we fall asleep on other sides of the bed, or like like nothing is nothing's gonna like come between the 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 cornerstone fact of like that goal you know what i mean it's the uh deal maker deal breaker right? yeah, yeah, dude. yeah 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 you know she was like well at a certain point i didn't know what you wanted and i'm like well why the fuck do you think i'm here you know what i mean i always told her like bitch i came back for you last you know what i mean so if i'm like if i'm dedicating a future to someone like and it gave me purpose you know what i mean sure and uh it's been real weird trying to like navigate not having that purpose, filling my time with mindful things, getting back into creative outlets. Oh man, know. man alone is kind of a dangerous thing at times, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've been alone for long enough to know the. Yeah, you gotta if you're not committed to like having some discipline for yourself. I think a, having a good woman helps a lot. It does, dude. Uh, but it can be very distracting or very helpful. Yeah. One of the two, yeah. and it's feel like it's hard to keep that keep that spine in your back when you are in that situation to, to not let it overwhelm you into her needs and her wants and yeah. unless it's reciprocated you know what I mean it yeah, takes yeah. two for sure yeah. it's funny I'm smirking because uh, it's like this dude had it going in my in my opinion until I just saw him take a sip off a of fucking Capri Sun you know, oh. like, <laughs> the cool factor went away <laughs> Bro, plot twist, he's, he, bro, plot twist, he's like, he's already glued that bitch up, he's got like some yak in there, dude. Yeah, well maybe, maybe, or like, uh, maybe they make like alcoholic juice boxes now, I don't know. I bet they do, dude, I bet they do. It's like, Capri Sun with a kick, man, that's a million dollar Tito's idea. Tito's juice box, dude. Fucking A. Tito's juice box. <laughs> Alright, brother, well, uh, yeah, I'll see you up at the dugout. Okay, cool. Right on. Depending on when you showed up, I might have just fucking walked right past you. I've been here for a minute. Okay. Yeah, I walked literally right through here. Did you? Yeah, but you're doing, you're reading your book, and I, I, I was just chilling, bro. Yeah, I didn't even see you. Is this if you want it? Oh, nice. What's it like your go-to, or like last time you came, what did you get? Spicy buffalo chicken. It's pretty damn good. The uh, Southwest chicken salad's really good too. I wonder if they could throw that into a wrap. Southwest chicken salad? You could ask. I don't know. Maybe. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it really is just it's the same chicken, just different sauce. I mean, I bet you could order this just with the you know, Southwest. Sub, sub the Southwest sauce in it. Uh, totally. Yeah, I made some. But the salad's good because it's got like black beans, and corn, and chips, and avocados. Mm. They might make it into a wrap for you. Made some uh, fucking orzo last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was super good. Orzo's good shit, man. Yeah, made some orzo with some chicken. It's like what, Parmesan or... Uh, so I did like uh, diced red bell pepper and tomato. Okay. Like cooked that a little bit and then took the orzo and threw it in the pan after it was already cooked. Sure. Tossed it around with like some onion, garlic, parsley. I'm terrible, man. I don't have a cook. I mean, it's I haven't bad. been cooking recently. Yeah, yeah. I need but, to just get into the habit of it. I'm just so out of the habit of cooking. I mean, it takes that extra effort, dude, and like, well, sometimes it's enjoyable. 
Uh, I'm cool with the water, but uh, I think I'm gonna order some food. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, if you want, you can grab your paper. I'm still looking. Oh, okay. Then I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I hadn't even chosen like okay. what I was. Yeah, you're totally good. Um, but yeah, dude. Sometimes I'm real lazy with it. I just like buy udon, like fucking noodles, and just make udon for dinner. Yeah. Partly it's a lack of a real kitchen living in the shop. You know? That's a fact. I've got a, I've got a <laughs> hot plate and I've got a toaster oven. There you go. And I can do a lot of shit with those two things. But yeah. It's just such a hassle and like I don't have a good sink to wash dishes in. Yeah. So it's just like the whole thing is just twice as much of a pain in the ass as it normally would be. Yeah. Again, I need a, I need a good woman. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> Gotta share the load, man. It's, you know, that's the brutal thing, just like, people aren't meant to live in isolation. Dude, one of my coworkers said that shit at work years ago. About <laughs> share the, good, no, a good No, he woman said, or? share the load, bro. Share the load. And I yeah. thought of Sam the Wise, bro. And he's like, share the load. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let me, let, me t- let me take it off of your hands for a moment. Share the load. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're not wrong, bro. Take it, it takes two sometimes, dude. Yeah, yeah. I totally get it, bro. Girl I was with for a long time does not cook, bro. So I was doing all the cooking, which I'm. Hey, that's man. Cool. I mean, I'll do the cooking. But she does all the cleaning. If like, if there's someone there to help, you know, hey, I, you know, my stinky socks need laundry. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> I'll cook dinner. <laughs> and she was almost anal about it, dude. And I'm yeah. not like a pig pen, but like, shit, I'd sit down my shoes and she'd fucking move them to move the closet. Them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she, I like she, she like makes sandwiches and shit, which I'll eat it up, dude. Like, whatever you want to make for me is a plus. People never make food for me, you know what I'm saying? So even if it's just fucking some noodles, dude, that's cool with me. Well, people make food for me all the time. I just have to pay them to do it, (laughs) (laughs) which sucks. I want you to hit the waitress with the, you made this for me? Oh, just for me. You made me food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is honest to God, I get more than half of my meals here. Oh, yeah. It's the go-to spot. Yeah, man. A little too much of a go-to. But. That's how it was at the ship, dude, when I was living right there. Yeah. R.I.P. Man, I'm, I miss the sinking ship. It was R. a good R. bar, man. It was R. like R. a cool alternative spot. We could fucking use something like that down this way. Yeah. Um, where like punks could gather, you know. I guess there's Kuma's Corner, but that shit's expensive. Yeah, that's what my buddy was saying. I, I They're went. good burgers. Don't get me wrong. But, I, I went to meet him at the tail end of their at, of their meal, and they said like it was it was average, above average, good. You know, would come again, but it was just like pretty pretty pricey. I like the vibe in there. It's just it's too expensive. Yeah. But this is a good little bar. You never never been here before. Nah, nah. My mom and dad said they've been here before. Um, and I mean, I've passed it a million times. You know what I mean? The the inside looks super comfy, dude. Yeah, like, I always... This is like the new side over here. I always yeah. hang out on the old side, generally. The old side looks yeah. real comfy. It's been unchanged for... 
50, 60 years. And you can tell, dude, and that's how cozy it looks. It yeah. looks like a good cozy bar. They're about to open the new new side. There's going to be basically three bars now. Okay. And that'll be like more the music venue space uh, right back here. So I know they do like outdoor shows sometimes in the this, evening. This used to be parking, and they fenced it in do outdoor concerts. They just redid all that artwork up there. Did you see that? Nice. Somebody did a really nice job with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That whole mural. Got the lady from on top of the, you know, Lady Liberty, but like the one on top of the monument, not oh, okay, not the Statue the, of Liberty, but the like, circle. Yeah, nice. It's funny though, uh, you can't really see it from where you're sitting, but it seems like Lady Liberty looks pretty melanated in this photo here <laughs> in this mural. Um, I'm cool with just the water. I think she already stopped by. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're good. Thank you. I can't decide whether I should go with something full of calories because I need them or something, something light need again later. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna do both. <laughs> Why not? It's funny. I don't eat. I don't really eat a lot in the summer usually. Like one meal a day, but then every week, once a week, every I don't know, ten days or something, I'll just yeah. like have one day that I eat probably. Six, eight thousand calories. Bro, you know, I have been, makeup. I've been trying. I've been like eating all kinds of shit I wouldn't normally eat just because. Um, I'm trying to like, you know, gain weight, and I just fucking burn right through, dude. Yeah, yeah. Be doing shit. Yeah. It was different with my last role, and I was doing lots of exercise, looking like Bruce Lee, fucking <laughs> breaking down trucks and shit. Uh, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, but. I'm pretty idle at my current position, and I still. So I've been doing like ice cream and pasta all the fucking time, and lots of lots of carbs, and breads, and all kinds of shit. But maybe you ought to switch to the meat. I'm telling you, I was thinking about it, bro. I was thinking about I'm borderline keto, but like not really. Yeah. I get most of my carbs. Dude, fermented. Bro, <laughs> last summer, bro, I came back, I was 150, cause, and that's like, I think I was 155. And it's because I was just literally driving around all day and drinking beer. Yeah. yeah. The, like for three months straight. Probably 10 pounds of water weight more than anything. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What do you tend to float at? Is that... That's heavy for you, 155? Yeah, bro. That's like, bro, I, I haven't seen that since seventh grade. I've been working towards it, dude. My buddy, uh, Avery, he's in Moab right now as a rafting guide, but he came back and he gained a bunch of weight, dude. He's like 165 and he's like my height. He wasn't like big or anything, but like you can tell he gained a bunch of weight. And uh, it's totally from beer. He and I are like almost identical burning through shit super fast and yeah. You can have my water by the way. Oh thank you. Oh I thought that was his. Well he oh. came oh, out with right. this but that's okay. That's right. I'll take another one of these okay. when you come back but yeah. uh, I think we're probably ready to order yeah. Yeah 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 totally. Okay. Um can I do the ten inch deluxe pizza? Can I do no mushrooms, no olives? Man, that's the good shit can't do it, bro. <laughs> Only eat one kind of mushroom, all right? <laughs> I think I feel good. I'm going to do the Southwest chicken salad. Okay. Southwest dressing good? Yep. Okay. All right, perfect. I'll Thank be right back. Thank you. Sometimes I'll do like a... 
sometimes I'll do like a week or like three or four days where I like don't eat any meat, don't eat any dairy, and I'll still do cheese and shit, and just drink a fuckload of water, like lots of fruit, like tons of fruit, like wake up, lunch and breakfast is only fruit, um, but yeah, sometimes I just gotta fucking like stuff my face for a couple of days so I feel well, I've just seen like a lot of dudes uh, raving about going full-blown carnivore oh yeah no, no carbs just meat like maybe a little bit of fruit but yeah. like almost 90% of your calories at least from just meat yeah and I'm just putting on muscle well and just the, doing that I think know? if you I think if you balance it with like a high fiber diet with fruit and meat, just fruit and meat, yeah, yeah, yeah. no vegetables, no grains. A lot of a lot of vegetables are super inflammatory. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which there's benefits to a lot of them, but at the same time, like you know, a lot of people are explaining now that like there's you know certain enzymes in there that are not good for your gut. And I was talking to my neighbor. He's like very health conscious. He was like, you know, this diet, that diet, if you boil it down to just, like, evolutionarily, like, what you were made to eat, it makes more sense, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like maybe not as far as back as, like, your ancestors, but, like, in the last 500 years, like, what have we been eating? You know what I mean? We're not eating, they weren't eating bagels 200 years ago. Right. You know I've heard I mean? the best thing you can do is kind of figure out where your ancestry is from and find like the traditional diet of that yeah. region. Yeah, totally. So like like Scandinavian, Northern European, like lots of sausage and, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. Typically, the further from the equator you get, the more meat and the less sort of. Yeah. Plant food. Meat and fat based. Right. Yeah. But like if I had Aztec blood, that might be a different story, you know? Totally. Um, but I think generally, like, human, an appropriate human diet is more meat than not. I don't know. Um, I mean, you watch that show alone, and like yeah. people survive off of berries and fucking mushrooms to a certain point, but like all that is for the birds unless you have fat. That's why I, like, I almost feel like it's ironic selling vegetable gardens, but I'm kind of getting away <laughs> from eating that shit. Yeah, but it's for a bigger purpose. Well, and I think honestly, like the, the stages of like growth for any garden should be like you start with your herbs and your vegetables, and then you get some chickens or some rabbits. Yeah. And instead of growing, instead of growing your food, you grow your food's food. Totally. And you raise rabbits on what you can grow, or you raise chickens on what you can grow, and yeah, totally. cut your feed costs, and like, I think that's the, that's the sustainable way to do things, is like, when it comes to, I don't know, like, homestead stuff, it's like, forget growing your food, fucking grow your food's food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and there's a give and a take between the relationship of, like, the soil you're trying to protect, and the animals you're trying to raise because if you didn't have soil that you were growing from and you know let's look at like a huge plain or a ranch of like cows there's a reason why they're purposefully moved back and forth because at a certain point your livestock is going to just take the nutrients out of your soil so if you can give back to the soil with sort of like the practices of the last 150 200 years 
that's true, but like people are figuring out how to rotate. Oh yeah. You, know, you do chickens, then pigs, then cows yeah. on one piece of land, and by the time you bring them back around to that area, yeah. it's regenerated, and like if you move them constantly, you're building soil instead of depleting it. Well, and I think I think it was a it was a wake up call. Like you think about it, dude. The uh, the uh, the Dust Bowl that happened in like what was it the 1890s or like the early 1900s? I say it was 19, like 19 teens or something. Right. Yeah. It was because it was it was what led up to the Great Depression, which was in like the 20s. So right. So the early teens, mid teens. I think just just after World War Two, before World War, or I'm sorry, just after World War One, before World War Two. Okay. Well, yeah, it's because they stripped the nutrients out of the soil over years and years of farming. Right. But I think there are regulations now. Um, they have to have uh, windrows, what they're called, the, the line of trees you see between properties. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was not a thing. They used to have just no trees at all. Right. And just breaking, just windbreaks uh, yeah. make a big difference. Well, and moving, like I know that, and I didn't know this, but uh, until recently, I was out in Montana, no, yeah, Montana, and you see big fields of uh, yellow, just like kind of here, but out there it's canola, and they grow them as um, an, like a, a break crop, so like every two years or every other year, they'll rotate to have a filler crop so that the soil can maintain like a certain level of nutrients, Just pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think of canola as, well, usually I... Like when they have a, uh, and they'd have like a field that's out of rotation. They'd plant it full of like legumes, right? Because it'll fix nitrogen, bees um, of some kind, you know. But like, that's interesting. Uh, canola. And there's another one. Maybe that, it fixes nitrogen too. I don't know. Maybe there's an. I, I know that you see it down here as well. There's no way there's dozens or hundreds of acres that's just a weed, a yellow no, weed, it's, you know it's, what I mean? I think it's down here it's typically rapeseed. Oh, okay. Which, I think it's similar. You know what, they might make, it might be the same fucking plant. It might be. Just different words. But canola oil is, you know, not good for you. Oh, no. No, it's not. Safflower, sunflower, canola. Right. Yeah. I don't know, some of these folks that are doing the, the hardcore keto stuff, they like, they get to the point where their body is so uh, sensitive to like bad shit because they stopped eating it, that if something's fried in canola oil, they'll have a really you know, inflammatory reaction. Um, and I think it's almost like, like you're having that reaction eating that shit anyways, just when people get clean and they feel amazing, right? It like kicks them back to what they used to feel like, oh, and it, you know, in, in contrast to how good they feel, totally. it's like it almost makes them sick. Um, but yeah, people are like talking about how when they go out to eat at restaurants now, they have to be very specific with the with the waitress or waiter or whatever about like, hey, cook my food in butter. Oh yeah, no no seed oils, no peanut oil. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like I, I demanded, <laughs> you know, totally. like butter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of my one of my buddies is on the same thing, and uh, whenever he gets a salad, he will only do olive oil, salt, and pepper. Whatever the salad combo is, 
you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't do that, but like more power to him, you know what I mean? Like, you know that's like a pretty straightforward way, to, you can't fuck it up, you know what I mean? Just olive oil and salt and pepper, so. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I could go like, I don't think I could go like full vegan or full vegetarian. Like I gotta have something that's really very good for you to do. And I was doing it, especially if you're, if you're having to get your protein from fucking soy. It's not good for you. No, it's, it's, it'll make you grow man tits. Bro, I had I felt the difference when I was with her for two years, and for long periods of time, my diet changed just by habit because I would was eating with her a lot. And she's vegan, and like I told her, I'm like, yo, like, I'd be cooking some fucking steaks in here or start eating some other shit because it's like fucking my libido up. Yeah. It's fucking my, like, my mental. All of a sudden, it's like, something ain't right here. Well, not that, but just, like, my motivation for yeah, yeah, yeah. things. And you, you had, you, testosterone was low. Fucked up, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, that was real life. And then, um, especially now that that's over, you know, I'm eating way different stuff and like it's night and day bro even if it's just like chicken and seafood I've been eating a lot of seafood but uh oh yeah there's a reason most human hunter gatherers live on the ocean yeah yeah totally yeah, I'm, I'm taking pretty seriously the whole xenoestrogen thing. Like, I don't carry water in plastic bottles anymore, like all stainless. Okay. Because, um, like, plastic leeches, man. Like, oh, yeah. Even, even the water. Like, I've stopped drinking city water altogether. Oh, yeah, all day, bro. Your, your brother sent a message. At least, I think it was your brother. Maybe it was you. But when I, uh, I posted a video of getting water from the flowing well up in Carmel. Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot it. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Uh, do you know that spot? Up yeah, 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 yeah. Flowing well. It's park. like it's like a one twenty six and gray or some shit. But one sixteen and gray ish. Yeah, east of gray. I believe. Yeah, but it's an artesian well, you know, aquifer, limestone filtered, clean, good spring water. And I, for the last two months, I've I've not drank a drop of city water. Oh yeah. And that's less to do with the xenoestrogens. Although there is like birth control and shit in the city water, so estrogen, hormone, whatever, is there. Um, but it's more about the fucking fluoride and shit, which I used to think people that were worried about fluoride in the water were nutty. No, it's real life. No, it's real, man. Like, it, it causes, I think they call it, like, crystallization of the pineal. Southwest salad. Right here. Thank you. Right here. Thank you. Uh, good? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Yeah, dude, and aside from even all that, just the heavy metals in that shit, dude. There's yeah, lots yeah. of heavy metals that never leave your body and shit. Uh, like, people don't realize the birth control thing, but that shit is accumulating in the water supply and, like, doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. It just builds up and builds up. Um, I opted to go with uh, refilling my water at my job because their standards for maintaining organic, like, integrity are so high that they can't put water on their fresh vegetables unless the like the water is of a certain quality. Is it like reverse osmosis water? Yeah, it's like triple filtered reverse osmosis, like, oh, min, like okay, so mineral water or some shit. If it's got mineral, that's the thing with reverse osmosis. 
is it, it, it strips everything. It's, it's they call it like flat water dead or water. dead water. Yeah. Because uh, you really, it really doesn't hydrate you. The park I worked at in Utah was on RO, and everybody in the park would go into town to the because it was this place Torrey, Utah is known for having some of the best quality water in the world. Yeah. So people would fill up jugs, thank you, and uh, bring them back to the park. Everybody knew it was like you cannot stay hydrated on this RO shit. It just doesn't work. And we're in the desert. Like it was a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Well when you drink water, it's supposed to flush your system, right? And it doesn't just flush the bad things out. Flushes everything out. So to replace all the minerals that you need, you have to drink, yeah, like live water. Yep. Um, ground groundwater. Yeah. So even rainwater doesn't have what we need really. Rainwater is great for plants because it's good clean H2O, but people need to drink groundwater, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I stopped drinking city water fucking four, four or five years ago for that same reason, dude. I thought, okay, I'm living in this house. I guarantee you the pipes have never been replaced. Mm. So aside from anything that's getting filtered through the head of the faucet itself, it's caught in that faucet, you know, aside from all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just a, there's a lot of heavy. Dude, the water in Fort Collins, bro, that was bad. It was immaculate. Oh, it was good. I thought maybe because, like, the mining and shit up there would be... Yeah. It tasted incredible. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, I remember the first time I drank it, dude, I was just like, yo, I know this isn't a Brita, but, like, where'd this water come from? <laughs> yeah. Dude's like, oh, right, right straight from the faucet, some shit. And his roommate, John, um, does, like, soil testing for some company. And they tested the water, and it's like super high quality, yeah. good pH, not a lot of heavy minerals in it. Um, but yeah, I just I do the big like five or uh, ten gallon jugs, yeah. like dispenser in my my kitchen and shit. But yeah, dude, there's a lot of factors that people don't realize. Affect their mental health. Yeah. Because you are what you eat, you know what I mean? If you're eating shit and drinking shit, even the water, man, you never would have thought you can't trust the water. Well, it's funny, I've, I've done a little research into like beer because mm-hmm. I drink a lot of it. That's what I want. I feel like I shouldn't have to beg. And um, <laughs> like the, the standards for the water they use for any decent beer is pretty fucking high. And it goes through the fermentation process. Like, I almost think, you know, it's the classic thing we were taught in school about, like, how they used to drink wine and beer because the water wasn't safe. Like, I think we're almost back to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For, like, a totally opposite reason. Not because of contaminants, like, like biological contaminants, but because of chemical con- contaminants, you know? Like, <laughs> and, like, so I would rather drink a light beer than a glass of city water. A thousand percent. Frankly, like, and that's maybe not the healthiest disposition, generally speaking. Hence, like, I'm making an effort to get that good spring water, but there's a good website. I can't remember what it's called, but, um, like, findaspring.com or some shit. And that flowing well 
in Carmel is about the only good, clean source of water in this in, in all of central Indiana. Yeah. There's a couple springs down south. Yeah, I know of one of them down uh, south. But yeah, man, <laughs> I'm thinking I need to get a couple of big carboys uh, glass because I do. I, I guess when I say I don't store in plastic. I do though, uh, you know. I got my five-gallon thing that I fill up there, and right. you know, water doesn't ever stay in there more than three or four days. But even still, and it's of course like food grade, whatever. But I still don't fully trust it. I'm thinking glass carboys, like they use for brewing, you know. Um, or like stainless somehow. Yeah, but that's a big stainless container. That'd be expensive. Glass is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but transporting it, they they do make uh, like rubberized like carry like nets okay they kind of like give a little cushion to the glass okay but yeah a couple of big 10 gallon carboys filled up then then you got two or three weeks worth of water oh, as yeah. opposed to you know, five gallons i can go through a week on five gallons easy yeah. Yeah, totally. this is like the new hunter hunter gatherer mindset man totally is dude you gotta hunt and gather for just just clean water let alone your food Uh, bro, it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know what this is here for, but I'm not using it. <laughs> yeah, it's super good. Well, this will be, I think, the first time I've ever done two podcasts in one day. I got I got a scheduled interview oh, at yeah. 7.30. Nice. So, nice. it's a productive day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I've been trying to, like I said, fill my time with, like, productive shit, you know? So I kind of, like, made a schedule for myself, hold myself accountable. So, like, every night I take a mile walk. Days, yeah. Yeah, days off I try to walk at least, like, or run five miles at least. Um, and then uh, I've been making a lot of tea. So I'll do, like, a big pot of water. Take like any solid combo. I don't really fuck with berries, but just like apples, oranges, like citrus, stone fruit. Just cut it all up, dude. Find like a good black tea or a good green tea. I've been using yerba. And then just let it steep in a steaming, not boiling, but a steaming pot of water. What's a, what's a yerba? Yerba is just like a type of a tea. It's, uh, it's like a type of... Yerba mate. Or yeah, right? exactly. Okay, I, was, I knew I knew it. It's yeah. just loose leaf, basically. And People then, use that as an alternative to coffee, right? Pretty, that's what I do. Pretty caffeinated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it'll wake you the fuck up, and it doesn't give you jitters, which is nice. But uh, but yeah, dude, let it steep for like an hour, and then just like straining it all out. I've done like cheesecloth over a pitcher, or like. Uh, you know, a French press and saving money on like buying beverages regularly by just making like big batches of fruit tea. Made like a, like a raw honey, plum, lemon, and apricot tea the other day, bro. It was good, dude. Put it in like a big capped like pitcher, big bottle, dude. And uh, been making lots of that for sure. I think that's cool because, like, <laughs> if I had something like that, I might drink less beer in the evening time. You know, it's like something a little tastier than water. I get bored with water, you know. 
Dude, uh, I knew that, you know, after that breakup, if I kept drinking, I was going to jeopardize my employment. Yeah. So I just switched to, like, LaCroix, or, like, sparkling water. And, uh, because, like, when I get to work, I am immediately on power equipment, like, unloading a semi-truck on a forklift. Forklifts, yeah. Yeah, so. You got to be sharp. Yeah, super sharp. So I just switched to like uh, fucking sparkling water, dude. And obviously it's not the same. An ice cold Modelo is a fucking blessing. <laughs> yeah. An ice cold Miller Lite is a precious thing. But it uh, satisfies that carbonated, you know, ice cold carbonated couple gulps you get out of an ice cold beer. So. You ever try hop water? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the fence about it. If they could make it a little bit more flavorful, I'd be into it, but it's kind of like weak. I tried like a non-alcoholic, like IPA, like take on an IPA, and it was basically just like, it was like a carbonated hop water, basically. Yeah, just like too watery, not hoppy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a meme that cracked me up. It was like, yeah, I thought my seltzer was lacking in body and flavor. So I decided to add malted hops and barley to it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and it just had a glass of beer, you know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know. Beer is an interesting thing to me, man. I steer clear of liquor almost entirely. Yeah. Occasionally I'll do a little bourbon or tequila, but... Like, tomorrow night I got a buddy coming down. He's Mexican and he loves his fucking tequila, so we'll probably drink tequila oh, while yeah. he's around. But. but at least on a regular basis, dude, I can't. I can't do it. Liquor is dangerous, man. And, uh... I don't know. Like I said, beer, uh, not that it's totally harmless, but it feels safer to me than a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) People have been drinking beer for like all of modern civilization, so. I don't know. Honestly, I think I might have gone insane without it the last two years. I totally get that. (laughs) Totally get that. I think there's a reason that the American Revolution was uh, started in the pubs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. See, I'm reading some shit from that era right now. Common, sense, common, common sense and the crisis. I have not. Two different works. Thomas okay. Paine, though. Common sense is like kind of credited with being the, the the writing that kind of convinced colonials of the of the revolution who were on the fence that you know, kind of like won over enough of the populace to actually fight. Okay. Like out of principle, yeah, just a very commonsensical like argument against colonial control or um, whatever, you know, British, British, British control, empirical control. Yeah, totally. And you read through it, and every fucking argument could apply towards what we have going on right, right fucking now. Just the um, the argument that there's no moral uh, justification for or like guideline. Basically, the whole thing about if a government becomes deleterious or if it becomes a negative in the in the common man's life, it's up to the common man to fucking end it. You know, pretty basic argument, but seems you you would think it would be common sense. I think the 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 oversaturation of information has left people without you know direction. And I think especially nowadays, 
people don't have a sense of direction in their own like like uh, independent thought you know what I mean They're, they only they only gain ideas from things that they've heard or things that they've been told or ideas of other people you know what I mean they sound like they're having a party dude Throwback. You know what we should do, bro? We should we should rent one of those out and just see how many people we can get to hop on. <laughs> All right, if you're paying, go ahead. I'll be there. <laughs> I don't know what those things cost to rent, but I don't either, dude. I bet you it's a few hundred bucks. I don't know. like what farmers markets are going on there's a few there's the broad ripple uh saturday mornings i'm not sure where they're hosting it right now they were doing it at that big church up on north meridian st luke's or whatever yeah um, it might still be there that's where it was last summer like the giant cathedral looking church yeah okay like probably like 50th and or 50th and meridian something like that it's like the maybe 60th or Somewhere yeah, it's like in that 58th or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday, there's the Southern Broad Ripple Farmers Market, which is like just in this open lot. I want to say it like it's a little further south. I want to say like 40, 42nd Street in college, something like that. Okay. Just north of where it gets shitty. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like 46, I like, think. It's in Southern Broad Ripple. Yeah. Um, and then I know that there's, you know, Bloomington's the big one. Down, you know, south of town, but I think Broad Ripple is the biggest one in the state. Um, the Saturday morning one. Okay. I haven't been all summer, but I went to the Wednesday one a couple times. You know, there's a handful of vendors, but not much. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool. They were, and I didn't know this. Um. But uh, I don't know how long they've been doing it, but they've they've got that winter's farmers market yep. going on. Yep. Over the winter, which is pretty cool. I don't know what like vendors they have. I think they have one or two like like uh, produce vendors, and then a lot of its other like small businesses, crafts, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I'm sure, the meat producers can sell all through the winter. Yeah, well, but there's probably some people that have greenhouse operations, and have some stuff available. I think there was. Uh, I think there. Was, I read there's uh, like one or two hydroponic like produce growers that would grow like microgreens and like lettuces and right. stuff like that. I've been seeing some of the stuff you've been posting, dude. It looks fucking sweet. Appreciate it, man. Like You're talking uh, the garden stuff or yeah, bro. my ramblings on Well both the, <laughs> yeah. specifically the the garden beds and stuff, the agriculture stuff, dude. Mm -hmm. Trying to step it up a notch, man. Well, you I was always really bad about doing the social media stuff, uh, but I've just kind of like said, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care if people get annoyed with the volume or the intensity or any of it. No, dude, it's not for other people. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I just, I just find that it's like the more intense I get about it, the better feedback I get from strangers. Yeah. 
And I, I, frankly, I'll take a stranger's feedback more seriously than somebody I know because they're not biased. Yeah. You know, it's like I've had a lot of negative responses from people I grew up with, people I know. Yeah. And it's because they know me and they, they think I'm like... They're, they're more comfortable. They think I've changed. Yeah. And it's like, no, I've just become more of who I am. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, totally. Um, but it is just funny to observe how people... People are threatened by, I guess, the newfound confidence or something. Yeah, I don't. They preferred me to be a meek and quiet. You're pushing the seams, dude, and people will get weirded out by that. Yeah, they preferred me as a quiet, good little, you know, Jesus boy or whatever. And now it's like, <laughs> better get the fuck out the way. If you're not interested in helping, get the fuck out my way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. If people are weird. Oh, look, they're making a loop. <laughs> Same one, huh? They had another 10 minutes on the clock to kill. Like they did. I've thought about maybe if I needed to get a side job doing that. Just because I got the resume for it, tour guiding and shit. But I don't know if I could tolerate. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, man. I like tour guiding in a quiet, you know, small group out in the woods somewhere. Yeah, fucking gondola. Yeah. Quiet little canal gondola. That would be sick, right? Be chill. Probably see a lot of couples like we saw today, dude. Just cute as a button. Right. Yeah. Well, that's when I was tour guiding in Brown County. I'd get a lot of like couples on like couples getaways and stuff. It was an ATV tour out in the woods. Um, you know, giving them liquor the whole time and shit. Great fucking gig, but decided not to do it this summer or whatever. And uh, but you'd get those you'd get those cute couples that are and it, it was always there's something like real satisfying about it, being able to show a couple just like a really fucking good time yeah but then you'd also get the ladies getaways those I felt threatened like my safety my safety was um, questionable at best these women were like fucking getting wild fucking cougars bro <laughs> yeah I always said it was like you know that scene in Ricky Bobby where he's driving with the cougar in the back seat you know that's how it was like if you want the cougar to stay calm you gotta be calm like I got three or four of those cougars at once, man. It's a whole fucking thing. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But nah, it was, it was a fun job. Dude, I've been like going down to Brown County, like Nashville, Indiana, and like, like Hoosier National Forest. I'm trying to find like back roads. Like back road back roads. There's not a whole lot of them, but I've not, dude. I've found some. There's a, there's a few Forest Service, like, trails but you really got to know where they're at i'm telling you dude and i i will spend an hour on google maps dropping pins where i can like looking up addresses that are next to the entrance of a road to look down a road on the just to try and scope out like where to go and sometimes i'll just drive down not knowing if i can even go down the road but just to just see where the road goes you know what i mean right and uh, last time I went down was near the waterfowl resting area, like mm-hmm. on the northeast corner of Monroe. Like Monroe, yeah. Yeah, there's like a bunch of islands or like like lowlands, if you want to call them that. Kind of a wetland or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and it like seeps into the creek that feeds into the lake. And uh, there were a couple like cool water crossing areas because it was all flooded down there, and some like back roads and shit to go through, but. There's one really kick-ass trail that I found over on that part of the lake. And it takes you from, I want to say, what the hell is that road called? Um, 
like Houston Road or okay. Southern Brown County. There's some trail. I only found it one time. I, like I'm dedicated to finding it again because it was like the only way. How do I say this? It was like a bypass where to get around that horn of the lake, the eastern side of the lake. Left take like legit roads would take you 10 miles further east i know a road but there's this little trail and it goes it's pretty washed out pretty old i know exactly but it kind of climbs up this ridge and then drops down into the kind of that wetland area yes dude and uh i know what road you're talking about it's a badass little trek uh oh it was uh i was gonna say what you really need to get is a fucking bike like mine man and then we can go places that you can't go otherwise because i've gone down some of these forest service roads where they've got the gate closed you know it's a logging road. The one that I keep running into doesn't have a gate, but it's got like four big limestone blocks. Mm-hmm. And like at one point you could see someone had winched it aside. And gone in. And yeah. gone in. And uh but yeah, dude, if I if I had like a bike or some shit, or like even just like a, a cool Honda bike or some shit, yeah. you go through there. I know what road you're talking about, because when I went down there to cross. I, it was so deep that I, I didn't I didn't know where the road was above water, and I wasn't comfortable just driving into water. Not it does a lot. A lot of it has to do with the height of the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. another badass trail that actually you probably could get your truck down. Although I was just on it uh, a couple weeks ago. It's off of Allen's Creek Road. Okay. It's a badass little fucking trail. Uh, but a, a tree or two have fallen since I, I took my truck down it multiple times. And it was like just enough technical shit to really like excite me. Uh, Is it? But I was I went down there on the bike a couple weeks ago. And yeah, we'd have to take a chainsaw in and clear clear some space. Is it? So when you cross the bridge, you go over Lake Monroe. You go down. You go keep going for like ten minutes. There's the water tower on the right. Right. You take a right at the water tower. Oh. That's Allen's Creek. Drops okay. you down. There's a boat ramp down there. Oh, right okay. before you get to the boat ramp, it's like it's you're almost in the parking area when this trail to the right. You almost wouldn't even see it if to you the right. Looking, yes, to the right. I've been so that video that I posted was that there of of my mom freaking out. I took her through that shit. Was on that road, dude. No shit. And like almost at the end, there's that that pit. Yep. Am I right? Yep. They go, yeah, dude. It's a pretty low spot. And I, I went through it one time when it was really fucking muddy. Right now it's pretty damn dry. The lake's low. Um, but I went through it, and I got nervous. I was like, if I get yeah, stuck dude. down here, bro, yeah. I'm <laughs> fucked. I'm going to have to call my boss, and he's going to have to bring his tundra down here. I don't even know if it would fit. Dude, I, <laughs> I went through that with my brother and sister in the car. And there was still ice on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost the best time to do it when it's kind of half frozen. And I didn't know how deep it was. Oh, it's deep. It's deep as fuck. There's ruts. I mean, yeah. And at one point, dude, I was at like 4,000 RPM. Just throwing mud. And my car is just sitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, my brother was like, do you have to do the back and forward thing? Oh, no, dude. He's like, go, go, go. And just I like woggled the fucking steering yeah. wheel and it like climbed out. But I've learned my lesson, dude. If I don't turn the traction control off on that forerunner, Holy fuck, you'll get stuck in two seconds. Cause it'll 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 shut off your acceleration in hopes to gain traction. So but like, what you really need is power and just Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm in four high, I can I can get through a lot of shit. But if if you're going into some mud or some shit and you don't turn the like I went through some mud about a month and a half ago, dude, down there, 
on like a hunting road, like into a field or some shit, and it starts beeping at you, and you can feel the sensor like holding your gas pedal and your brakes. And uh, yeah, it'll get you stuck really quick if you don't turn it off. But it's too fancy. <laughs> your, your truck's too new. I'm telling you. <laughs> You gotta get something, you know, 35 years old, man. I keep seeing third gens for super cheap. Dude, just buy one. Like 260,000 miles on just it. Buy it. Who I, fucking cares? If it had 500,000 miles on two, it. I'd, yeah. 2K. Uh huh. Busted interior. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, dude. You know, those trucks, if it's not rusted to shit, fucking. Even if it is, bro. I mean, ideally, whatever. Mine, mine has tons of body rust. I'm talking frame yeah, rust. If, if the body's rusted, who cares? Who cares, right? Yeah. As long as the frame's solid, and ideally it still runs and drives, you know, rock right. and roll. <laughs> right. I've been tempted to get a parts truck for mine. Because, um, you know, as shit fails, it would just be so nice to just go out back and fucking, you know. Yank it off. Pull a power steering pump or an alternator or whatever you need, like, you know, door switches and motors and Whatever. What, is it, what year is it? Is it a mine's T100? A 90. Is it T100? No, mine's before they... I, I don't think the T100 came out until 93 or 95, something like okay. that. Before that, it was there was one Toyota truck, and it was called the Toyota Pickup. That's... Okay. Technically, on the title, it says Toyota Pickup SR5 4x4. Fucking... Some people just called them the 4x4 or the SR5 or whatever. Right. You know, it's like uh, Marty McFly, you know, that that truck. Okay. That's a classic Toyota pickup. Classic. And uh, when it, when the scene when it goes by on the flatbed truck and it's like, you know, win this truck or whatever. And it's just, wow, you know, look at that 4x4. Like, that's that's what people call it. You know, yeah. The Toyota 4x4, you know. But seriously, I think they're great. Just the ease of maintenance, the ease of fixing them. Yeah. Um, even, what do you have, like an 04 or something? 05. Yeah started getting complex man they did dude yeah that was like the last era i feel like even like that's why i like my 96 ford dude because it wasn't complicated right it wasn't like all these finicky sensitive sensors you know what i mean some shit can go off and you can either think your car's fucked not know about it get overcharged too many nooks and crannies to have to fuck with that are all interconnected, you know what I mean? I like a truck oh. that, uh, that talks to you in, in the old school way. Yeah, dude. With with bangs and clanks and stuff like that, not beeps. Straightforward <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, something ain't right. Something's grinding like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need a sensor to tell me something broke, you know? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. good? You know, I think I will take... Oh, yeah, it was very I think I'll take a little bit of this. Thank you, Box. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you should, dude. You should keep your eyes open, even if it's like two years, uh, you know, older, two years newer than your truck, dude. You get your hands on some info about like, you know, I'm sure a lot, of, like a lot of those parts. Toyota doesn't change things. Oh, the four. Well, the Forerunners so, were the exact same truck. Almost entirely, yeah. Parts-wise, except for the cab, uh, I, I was this close. I saw it, same exact year, same exact color, same black. Uh, it was a Forerunner SR5. The one thing that, if it had been a stick shift, I would have fucking taken it. Right. But it was an automatic, and it was really rough. Like I would have had to tow it. It was busted. It was. It drove, but like barely. Yeah. But they only wanted fourteen hundred bucks, and like 
honestly, just for the parts I could have pulled off of it, probably would have been fully worth it. I could have, I could have swapped. You know, his interior was nicer than mine. I could have right. taken the seats and put them in my truck. Yeah. Plus, I thought it'd be just really cool to have a matching pair. You know, two black Toyotas, same year, one a Forerunner, one a pickup. Both four-wheel drive, but like I said, it was pretty fucking busted. Pretty fucked up. And it would have been like my... I, I had the money, but I just... You know? Oh, yeah. I so it's like, do I need to buy a busted it, truck right. with the only money I have? Uh, Is it worth the investment? Probably not. Yeah, totally. But at the same time, I halfway wish I would have done it because I've already three or four things broken on my truck that I could have pulled off of that. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, if you if you look in the right places, dude, you could find... Like, if I was going to buy another Toyota, it would definitely be a second gen, dude. Because that was, the, I think, the last year of Forerunner that they were doing manuals. I don't think the third gen ever had a manual. I could, I could be wrong. I always get confused because it's the second gen Forerunner would be the third gen pickup. Correct. So there's a gap there. So yeah, you're talking the Forerunner. Early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Mid early nineties. So they didn't do a manual yeah. after that. I don't think that I could be wrong, but they definitely didn't like in my uh, gen, which they, is fourth fourth gen, yeah. Maybe they did a third gen dude, but the second gen still have the removable top dude. Yeah, those are sick. Those the first are really and second sick. gens, yeah, dude. And the, the the solid ac or the solid axle swaps in the front and rear are so easy to do. Dude. Well the you don't you don't need to do a swap on the old, old ones. The old, old ones had solid the, axles. The front solid axles. I think the ones that had the removable top, I believe they all, they all had, solid. had solid front axles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah dude, it was like 87 they switched to IFS. Yeah. And um, everybody was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and then still are. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if they yeah. fucking got rid of that shit. Dude. Well, that's the big difference between the Forerunner and the Land Cruiser. The Land Cruiser never got rid of the solid axles. I really want a Land Cruiser, but god damn it, are they fucking pricey. <laughs> Even old beat-up ones, they want ten grand. Like I was crazy. just looking two weeks ago, dude, uh -huh. just for the sake of it, and there was, I think it was like, I don't know, like an early 90s one, like a 100 series or some shit, and it had like 220,000 miles on it, and it was still 27k. I, I would say it's ridiculous, but it's fucking not ridiculous. No, they're amazing they're vehicles. In, there's a reason why they're in the desert with no coolant. Dude. I've heard um, the thing to do is to find <laughs> the thing to do. Okay, is to go to a goddamn Lexus dealership. Oh yes, bro. And get the GX whatever yeah, the fuck 460. 460. It's the same truck, yes, and people don't even realize how yes, much they're worth. Dude. Even though it's a nicer version of the Land Cruiser, it's, you can get a better deal on them. Yes. Because some soccer mom doesn't know what she's got. Yes. I mean, maybe if you go to the dealership, they'll fuck you. But if you could find somebody private selling, like a 12, 15-year-old GX 460, that's the way to go. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh, the limited package on the Toyota, mm -hmm. and then some. Because it's then Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got boat warmers and shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Take the little one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, I probably shouldn't. I got shit to do still. Are we wanting to tap out? Or? Uh, I think so. I got. What time is it? You know. I got something at seven thirty. Five twenty. Yeah. Five thirty. It's up to you, dude. Well, shit. Bring one more. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. I I sometimes 
when it's slow at work, I sit and I just scroll through uh, Facebook Marketplace and, you know, cars.com. Occasionally you'll see Craig's a gem, list. you know. Yeah, and sometimes you see them, dude. Some people don't understand how easy it is to fix those vehicles. My friend has a 94 Camry with like 110,000 miles on it. Oh, that thing could go another 30 years. And I was like, I was like, let me buy your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me buy your car. I was like, Jesse, how much you want for that? She was like, I don't know, like $900. I was like, done, sold, done. Do you have the title? Did I ever tell you what I paid for my Toyota? She said the only thing wrong with it with it was the sway bar, and I was like, sell me your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. You so. still do you have it? She won't sell it to me. No. Because <laughs> that'd be nice since you, know, you probably don't get very good mileage in the Forerunner. No, a, dude, and I don't want to keep putting mileage on it. No, it's that's your adventure truck. You need yeah, to, dude, you it's my it's my play car, dude. Right. Not my daily. I don't. I, I need a shitbox daily, dude. Well, that's why I, that's why I bought my Ford. I was sick of beating up on my Toyota with work. I was hauling yeah. soil and shit with it, like just really asking too much of it. Like this old girl, she deserves to retire. Yeah, dude. Just have fun, have a peaceful life <laughs> yeah, yeah. until I take her into the woods. So I got that Ford. I got the Ford for fourteen hundred dollars. Solid. And it was because it was a fucked up title. I almost was like hoping and praying it wasn't hot, right? It wasn't stolen. <laughs> because I'm like, I had to get the police to come and do an inspection to like ensure that it wasn't. There wasn't a you know, fucked up. There wasn't a whatever police report uh, theft report on it. So, uh, whatever. It, it had a couple small, like, brake issues, but $1,400 for a Super Duty. Nice. And I got my Toyota for 1000 bucks from clients. And it's like, I don't know if I got a gift or, I, or if, I, if it's just like, you keep your eyes open and, like, yes. these smoking deals just pop yes. up occasionally. Yes. Now, the Toyota, granted, they sold it to me for way less than they could have sold it to anybody else. Totally. Because they like me. Uh, and I was doing work for him like i actually bought that thing on trade essentially i didn't pay any money out of pocket i worked it off over the course of a month or two a thousand bucks i i basically told the guy i'm like hey you know i'm thinking about buying that old toyota he says well what do you want to pay for it one or two k depending on how it drives and everything totally. he says call it a grand sweet like my <laughs> I was telling my brother, dude, because he's got that O2 Tundra or uh, Tacoma, and it's a nice car, dude. But he's so frustrated it doesn't have four-wheel drive. It's two-wheel drive. It's still yeah, a dude. great truck. It's a great truck, yeah. and it sounds like a fucking vacuum cleaner going up a mountain. But it'll it'll get you there. You know what I mean? And uh, and I told him, dude, I was like, dude, if you is it a little four-banger? It sounds like it, dude. It says it's a V6, but it sounds like a four-cylinder, dude. It really does. I don't know. And he was like, well, we got the same engine. I was like, no, we don't, bro, because my car does not sound like that. But I mean, it might be his power steering pump or something. I don't know, dude. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it'll get you there. I told him, I was like, dude, if you want to get, if you're in the market to get another truck, like. There's, you could get a Frontier, dude. You could get, there's so many solid trucks without even going with Toyota. Get a Ranger, get a Frontier. Frontier. Still, I, that's the, that's the, the, that's the uh, preference. But if you're going for a, like a budget truck that you want to. You can get cheap Rangers all day. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, dude, you're out in Colorado right now, dude. You should sell your truck. 
You're gonna find someone that's gonna fucking love the shit out of it. Yeah. It's super clean. It's got the bed topper. It is a good truck. New fucking but wheels. Black on and four wheel drive is almost is unforgivable. Unforgivable in, in that setting. Yes. Of course, he's coming back to Indiana, so it's kind of like who cares at this point. Yes. Uh, but living out there, I I was like, dude, how are you even getting around in the winter? He's not. He just doesn't. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He takes his work car every Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was taking his work truck because yeah. he was getting stuck with, because it's not like, it's not like super moist snow out there. It's pretty icy. But at the same time. He's like, I'm done with the sun. Yeah. I'm not walking anymore. Thank you, man. You can't make me. Was it a cute puppy? Oh, it's Walter! Aw. Hey, Walter! Ah. <laughs> I okay. saw a lookalike earlier today. I thought it was him, but it wasn't. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm really not going to walk now. Walter is awesome. He's, like, He's a go. legend around here. Yeah. He's like, we need to go there and get water. Well, he comes by here thinking he's going to get about 20 treats because oh, everybody yeah. out front usually has treats for him. And oh, yeah. It's so funny when none of the treat ladies are around, he'll yeah. just be like, he gets kind of like, he'll just sit down like, we're not, we're not going until I get my damn treat. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's probably why he was doing that. He makes me want to get a corgi. I think they're cute as hell. Yeah, that's and probably why he was doing that. He's like, come on. Where are they? Yeah, where's my there? Where's my there? Yeah, where are the trees? Where are they? Yeah. I know if we walk slow enough. Right. I swear, man, I think uh, it's like people people are all hopped up about guns right now. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be equally focused on transport. Like, reliable, off-road capable, EMP-proof transportation yeah um, I met these guys down at the self-reliance fest I was telling you about and uh, they they're the only company as far as they made it sound like they're the only game in, in the country selling these EMP surge protectors for vehicles where it off charge dis, dissipates the uh, excess charge like onto the frame keeps your computers from frying out interesting and it's like that shit going on with Russia I mean yeah, dude, that's real life. No, I mean, a nuclear blast goes off 500 miles away, you're still fried. Yeah. You, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, interesting. Training, like, physical training and acquiring equipment. Is, like, Transportation. Bro, like, I think 10 years from now, shit is going to be way different. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. You People are not going to be chilling so easy. No, you know what the most, uh, you know what the most valuable thing that you could col- collect or keep track of is just just an alternator just keep an alternator in the house keep a couple alternators in the house because if you hook that alternator up to something that can spin you can produce electricity yes you hook it up to a bicycle go to a junkyard get a shitbox alternator that works that you can charge up a marine battery or something with something yeah Put it up against the wind. You, you get your hour of exercise on your, you know, stationary bicycle. Charge up all your Dewalts. Charge your Dewalt batteries. Yes. Yeah, yeah dude. I thought about that the other day. There was one on the electrical garage door at work, and I was like, I was like, that would be a game changer. If shit were to hit the fan, dude. And Just you being able to charge up, like you said, power tool batteries. Yeah, dude. I run everything off my Dewalt batteries now. Oh, I know. And I've been trying to figure a good way to charge in the backcountry. Like, I was thinking about solar panels, but that's almost not really that reliable. Um, and it's slow as molasses. If, if it's wintertime. Right. I'd almost rather have a mechanical option, even if I got a hand crank, you know? I yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Or if you were driving, yeah. 
have an extra alternator. And you could run a belt off of something. Yeah, dude. Or you could stick a fan in the air. Well, what you, you would more practical than that would be to while you're driving, basically hook up to your car. Right. And charge everything. But, but let's let's say if weeks went by where you couldn't drive hypothetically, right? right? You don't have any fuel. You uh, whatever. Your car breaks. You could put it up in the, up, up in the air for wind. You could put it through a river. It's pretty clever, man. It's pretty get, clever. Get some get some alternators, dude. It almost makes me want to start experimenting because I feel like that's almost something you could sell, like a real basic wind propelled alternator battery charger. That's pretty fucking clever. Specifically for that use. Yeah, yeah. Something you can deploy at camp, you know, off the top of your camper. Yes. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. And you could probably find someone to host, like, manufacture a small alternator. like, Or you manufacture everything but the alternator. So oh. it's, a, it's a kit that you buy, and all you got to do is source a cheap junkyard alternator and hook it up. Totally. But we'll sell you the fan and the sort of mounting plate, you know, the brackets, the, you know, the mechanism. The hardware. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting thought, though. Because, I mean, there's going to be times where you don't want to run your car because you don't want to make noise. You don't want to run a generator because you don't want to make noise. Totally. Let alone if you got fuel or not. Like, I don't know, man. Like... I'm thinking the day may come where we gotta we gotta go dark and like be untraceable and like you're not out. you're not wrong, dude. Yeah. If I had said that two or three years ago, I would have thought myself a dude. Your what? It's part of the you know the idea of the camper and just been going out like on the weekends, like almost practicing. Like practice bug out drills, you know, and find the weak points in my system, like charging on my battery. I have enough batteries to last me four or five days running lights, running a fan. I got a battery pack that I use. Yeah, yeah. But I like using the Dewalt stuff. I just got to figure out a good way to recharge, recharge uh, in the backcountry. Yeah. I mean, imagine you kept one battery always charged. And then you could use that last battery, like plus another mechanism to, like against an alternator to charge the rest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Uh, can't like, make two like, out of one. If like, you know what I mean. Like but. wind power plus the battery into an alternator. I don't know. I don't know. Frankly, uh, stuff's a little bit beyond me. But honestly, electricity is not as complicated as it sounds. No, it's not. Yeah. Long, and I know a few guys that call and ask questions, you know, like friends. Friends. As long as you understand the concept of currents, positive, negative, and like your circuit circuitry. Yeah, yeah, totally. And also like insulating your wires, right? Like obviously copper conducts electricity the easiest because it's not a dense metal, right? So electricity flows through copper the easiest. That's why copper wires and zinc. There's a lot of zinc used in welding and stuff because it's not a dense metal. It melts super fast because it's not a dense metal. That's why it's used in like soldering and stuff. Yeah, so as long as you understand like basic principles of current and, and insulating your wires and stuff like that, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. I would like to, uh, in addition to the DeWalt batteries, I want to have an onboard 
battery bank on my vehicle so that the alternator charges as oh, I'm yeah. driving. A couple of marine batteries. That, that's my backup. Backup to the backup, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are guys that set up with like a saddle box, toolbox type thing on a pickup truck, packed with like eight or ten of these marine batteries. Oh, yeah. They can run fucking chop saws and stuff. Oh, totally. Like dude. remotely. You know, there are guys that do that because their work demands it. Uh, Absolutely. To be able to run like high voltage tools off, off of, you know, batteries. And then, you know, you use up you know, 50% of your charge and fire up the truck, drive home. By the time you get home, it's all back to 100%. And that's, that's what I did when I spent, like, seven days in Rainier by myself. Uh, I was in the woods for, like, seven, seven nights, eight nights, something like that. And I just made sure that whenever I drove anywhere on that whole trip last year, I was charging my my block. You know what I mean? It's like a goal zero or something. I think it's called Rock Pals, but it's like yeah, it's just like a portable power bank. A couple of plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got so, the 12 volt and the 24 volt. Whatever, yeah, the wall socket. Yeah. yeah, totally. And you could plug it into a wall or plug it into a cigarette light lighter. You know, like in the car and I I just knew that anytime I was driving that was its home and it was right next to the charger and it would just charge wherever I went and I can run I think I've got like 12 full battery or uh, 12 full like laptop charges out of it or like 60 phone full phone charges out of it um, and they've got different levels to it obviously there's ones you can like plug fuck it you know Microwaves into it. Yeah, yeah, shit. There's right. huge fucking two thousand dollar power banks and shit. Um, but yeah, dude, I thought about that alternator idea, and I thought even if, like, I bought some land and it had and it didn't have water on it. Let's say it didn't have any water, and it was really out in the boonies. If I could just have some alternators to set up with wind, you know what to I run mean? A pump or something to pump water. Or, yeah, dude. Yeah. Whether it was pumping water. Keeping the lights on in, in the, the enclosure that I have, or the house that I have. Um, it, makes, it makes me almost think of like steam, like steampunk shit, you know, like oh totally, like cyberpunk. Like, I think we might oh. be heading towards this like future where there's a lot of nomads. Oh yeah, because it's too damn expensive to like have a have a house. Oh yeah, dude. so products like like a little portable wind power generator. It's like everybody uses the little solar panels, but I just feel like they are. That's what. That's one quiver or one arrow in the quiver. It'd be great to have a solar panel and a wind thing that funnel into the same current and you know tandem charge shit. I think they sell a product for like uh, backpacking. I've seen stuff where you throw a little propeller yes. into a river. Okay. Turns it into a turbine. There's a little wire coming out. Of it, you can totally. charge your phone with that. Yeah, I've seen those. That shit is cool as hell. I think the one that I saw was about the size of like a ruler. Mm-hmm. And you just folded it out and it had like a little tripod or you staked it into the ground. And yeah, same principle. But uh, something a little bit bigger that you could run camp lights on or you could like, you know run a pump for water or something like that. I'll tell you the, the, the I've been brainstorming about this uh, daydreaming rather about this idea you know, I've got one client that just can't keep the squirrels out of her garden I want a freaking Terminator robot 
<laughs> for the garden. Freaking garden bot. It goes around just zapping these fuckers whenever they come in the garden, you know? Or some kind of like perimeter, like missile defense style, you know? <laughs> Shoots little fucking nerf darts or something. <laughs> it's like, that's the shit I want to start developing, but. Pest control? I need clever motherfuckers working for me. Who can, who can take my silly ideas and make them real. Shit like that. <laughs> you know? like, a, like, a, like the Roomba for your garden, but instead of vacuuming and shit, it hurts. So like, it hurts animals. So yeah. like, has your has your client used like uh, birds of prey decoys? Yep, and everything, shit like everything, everything. They don't... Uh, the, the, the noise maker, motion sensor things. Really? You emit the high frequencies. She's tried, you know, pepper spray, peppermint spray, uh, every every organic trick in the book to try to keep without it. hurting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No poison. They've done live traps, but yeah, it's like, you know, we we've got electro netting around the whole garden. They slip right through it. That's crazy. They'll, they'll get shocked. They they don't care. That's crazy. The squirrels are fucking crafty little bastards. Yeah, they are. And once they understand that that it's not going to kill them like with the don't go for it the uh, the decoy owl like <laughs> I was I was watching a YouTube video because I was trying to come up with new ideas we had tried fucking everything mm-hmm. and uh, this one guy was talking about the decoy owl thing and he was really funny about it he talked about the squirrels as if they were like an organized um, military unit <laughs> you know he's like they, they regrouped they reorganized sent one brave scout out to, to test the, the decoy owl and he basically said after five minutes of the squirrel kind of poking around it, the fucking squirrel stole a peach like it always does and climbed up on top of the decoy and owl ate and it. ate it on top of the, you know, as like a signal to the rest of the Like, we're unit. good. Like, hey, yeah, there's a, it's all clear. It's there's, all clear. There's a dude on YouTube that uh, had the same issue and built a, uh, he built a, like, obstacle course for the squirrel in his backyard. And he was putting like really ingenious obstacles yeah. for these squirrels. Like he tried like pedestals that they couldn't climb up that they had to jump from one to one. Then he did like a whole fucking Ninja Warriors fucking course on his fucking backyard. Dude. And yeah. these squirrels over the course of like a week or five days, figured it all they out. figured it all out, dude. Yeah, dude, they're they're interesting. I think you know. We, I think the brilliant, the one really great idea that I got watching this guy's YouTube, and I hadn't even considered it. I was like, that's actually pretty clever, because they're going after the tomatoes specifically. Like, okay. They're eating the green tomato, just nibbling on them and discarding them. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's been really fucking hot, really fucking dry. This guy was basically saying, like, if they're eating your tomatoes, it's probably got nothing to do with. There you go. With the uh, food quality of the tomato, is everything to do with the moisture? Yeah, totally. So he's like, if you have squirrels getting at your tomatoes, the best thing you can do is put out a bowl of water for them. Totally. You know, instead of fighting them, like help them out a little bit. Right. He said, even you know, put a jar of peanuts out, like you know, in a bowl. Something to something to fill their bellies, so yeah. they don't go for the shit that they wouldn't really eat normal if they had their preference. Right. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, bowl of peanuts and a bowl of water. You know, like. Fill it back up every few days, like or like corn or some shit. Yeah, yeah, dry corn on the yeah. cob, that, something that occupies their time. I told this client, I was like, peanuts in the shell. Yeah, know, make them be slower. Work at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and water. Yeah, we'll see what that does. We wrapped everything up with like row cover fabric. Uh, but I know they're still gonna get in there. Oh yeah, totally. 
Yeah, like I said, Robo, RoboCop for the garden would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I want some badass Terminator-looking thing. Yeah. You seen the Roombas, dude, that will cut your lawn? Yeah, I, I actually fucking... saw one in a, you know, around here not long ago. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a thing. Fucking. Wild. It was bound to happen eventually, man. Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but guys that are cutting grass right now, their days are numbered. Like that's gonna be the norm. I don't know about you, dude, but. When I was younger, I had to mow grass. I, I did lawn work and landscaping and hauling lumber and stuff in college. And I uh, mowing grass is kind of. Oh, that's like, funny. Well, you gotta have something to write on. Yeah, well, y'all are short of, short on those booklets, hey? Yeah, yeah, I brought a whole bunch out, and I don't know where they went. Maybe they're all inside now, or they went to the other side of the bar. Well, this works just fine. But I had like twelve earlier. But, uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, dude, mowing the lawn, dude, it's kind of zen. Like, oh, I, I yeah. fucking love it, dude. I love mowing grass. I, don't I thought you were about to say the opposite, but oh, I was. No, Part of me was like, did we get a little overambitious? I could have just cut grass for the rest of my life. Right. And been, like, pretty content, but. <laughs> well, dude, and nowadays, especially, it's pretty profitable. No one wants really to is. fucking deal with their lawn, dude. But like I said, I think the, the days are numbered of guys operating those machines. So. Yeah. As with everything, if it can be automated, it, it will, will be. be. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which is fine, you know? I don't really want to pay a guy um, if I don't have to. Like, I'd rather buy the robot. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this. Um, actually, it was just my last interview on, on the podcast, but I made made a comment about, like, we were talking just um, permaculture stuff and, like, and technology and efficiency. And I said, you know, I would just love, if and when I buy property, to hire a guy that does land surveys using drones to where I can get a 3D rendering of my entire property done in about 25 fucking minutes flat. Oh, yeah. As opposed to going out and doing the site survey manually by totally. hand. And I can do my entire plan on the computer. What if that's a company? Oh, it's it's a thing. Like with drones? Yeah, doing, doing like topographic survey. Mm. They'll put together a 3D map of your piece of land and it's super quick. I mean, Zip around the property, it takes all the, you know, basically just images, you know, yeah. and converts it into a digital representation. And he was kind of like, oh, I don't like that idea. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I just find drones, like, detestable. And, like, I think it'd be better to have, like, somebody, like, do it on, you know, whatever, the old fashioned way. I'm like, nah, man, like, like, what gets us to food quicker? That's the only question. Right. I don't give a fuck about that surveyor who wants using, the job. Right. You're using it as a tool at the, the end of the what's day. What's the best fucking tool for the job? Like, yeah. Would I rather use a hoe and a shovel or a goddamn excavator? Well, it depends on the job, but if it's a big job, fucking keep ex- that goddamn excavator. Bobcat, yeah, man. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, he's a funny guy. He's, he's, he's a real smart dude, but, like, not a lot of... Uh, not a lot of like real world like experience in okay. getting shit done. Yeah. He's a philosopher type. Right? Yeah. And so he, you know, everything to him is on principle. And I'm like, yeah, I got principles, man. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when it comes down to it, what's gonna get the fucking job done? Yeah, dude, it's way more efficient to have something flying through the sky. He even was like, I don't even like that word efficiency. It's too mechanistic. I'm like, well, what would you prefer? <laughs> we 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 agreed on order, like. Okay. And I like I like playing with words and like sure. really I love splitting hairs on shit like this. Sure. Like okay, what is a better word than efficiency? More all-encompassing word. Well, order, like spontaneous order. Like I made the argument that all of nature kind of strives towards efficiency. I don't like that. 
All right, well then, yeah, no. If, if you prefer, we'll call it order, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. No, dude, uh, my buddy just bought a drone. He's, he does, like, cinematography, mm-hmm. photography, and shit like that. Dude, he is fucking sweet, bro. He hooks his phone up to it. I think he paid, like, three or four hundred bucks for it. And he can go, like, fucking a quarter mile into the sky, dude. Bro. Quick. Quick, too. Yeah, I was sweet. like... I'm tempted, actually, to... I, I think it looks like hella fun doing these drone races. Bro. It looks hella fun. And I, yeah, dude. Like, I'm a smooth operator, I'll admit it. Like, I love machines because I'm, I'm pretty good with a pair of joysticks or whatever the fuck the controls right. are. I love driving. Hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, that. that's almost like taking a video game and making it real. Totally, yeah, dude. Yeah. I watch that shit online, bro. The fucking races, and they're like <laughs> yeah. in an abandoned building or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. zipping through the floors and going pretty through fucking cool. walls and shit. Yeah, dude, it's super I cool. pretty much told that guy, I'm like, you need to get off your high horse, because drones are fucking cool fuck. sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. We took it down right where uh, you and I were today, oh. and we walked on that bridge. And he sent it up into the sky towards downtown, and it was crazy, dude. Like, I really felt like, I'm like, okay, we're living in the future right now. Future is now. There's a fucking drone that just came out that is, like, a one-propeller drone, I guess, but it's inside of itself. And it's just a fucking sphere, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw a video of that shit, and I was like, what the fuck kind of Star Wars shit... (laughs) Like, yeah. is it going to train me on the fucking lightsaber next? Dude? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 exactly. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that shit and I was like, where, what, where are we? <laughs> yeah, are we in a galaxy far, far away? I was bro? like, this yeah. is crazy as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And they can follow you around, dude. They can motion they can track. track you. Yep. Yeah, I follow a couple, like, motor, moto guys, you know, like, off-road type moto guys. Yeah. Know. They get some sweet footage using that, like, tracking. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They'll just be riding in the drones fucking. Just following them around. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to, uh, maybe I'll get your buddy some information, because I want to basically hire somebody for a day to follow me to a few of my clients mm. and get some cool, like, drone footage. Just because it'd be, you know, I get plenty of the handheld, like, walking around with that perspective garden. but like to be able to and the pan out and and come in close and get some really just cool shots well um, incidentally that is the dude that just moved to denver oh is that right yeah well there's a hundred guys in the city that but you should definitely it. find someone either that or i just buy one myself yeah totally thank you thank you too yeah dude you should uh i mean the one he has i think he went to robert's cameras right around the corner they sell Shit, they sell drones. Yeah, they yeah. sell like specifically for photography. photography and shit like that. But you can find them, you know, of, of quality. You know, one thing I think that's the most important outside of like durability, right, is the feature that will like actively stabilize itself in the wind. Because when you're 60 yards into the air, you don't know what kind of wind is up there. You know what I mean? There's no wind right here, but I bet you 60 yards up there, there's wind. And the the, the drone that he has, like, actively it self-stabilizes it stays, itself. It stays in the same place. Yeah, and you could see it up in the air, like, kind of fighting the air and, like, actively trying to stay in the same spot. 
Um, but that and like range, dude, something to like plug your phone up into so you can like see where you're going, bird's eye view, you know what I mean? You should totally get one, dude. Man, maybe I just should. Like, I've got this credit card for the business that I never fucking use for anything. Right. You know, money's a bit low right now, mid-season low. I'm not going to drop three, $400 out of my account, but that might be the kind of thing it's worth just putting on credit. Yeah. Because I'm, like I said, stepping up the social media, like, big time. And I want to take it up a notch in terms of quality. Like, even my fucking iPhone, you know, it's a little bit old, and the camera totally. quality's not that great. I really probably ought to just get a fucking brand new iPhone and a drone and really start putting out some cool content. So I just see the exponential possibility of uh, totally, you know, $500 in, in good quality video equipment, equipment, yeah. and, you know, leaps and bounds, yeah. priceless to the business itself. Totally. But I don't know, man, I've got a bunch of shit I need to buy. I feel that, One dude. thing at a time. But. I've been looking at the same rear springs and uh, rear coils and fucking shit to put on my car to improve about lifting it a little bit or no just just switching out what i have in there right now i i was naive when i uh, initially did the you know kit on there and i didn't specify as to what equipment that i wanted like what products what companies i wanted to you know get products from and uh and yeah, I just don't have quality struts. Like I can feel a quarter on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I'm driving. Yeah. I mean, I I did see a huge improvement when I swapped out all my all my shocks on my Toyota. Yeah, the ride quality was infinitely better. Well, and the thing for me was stock. That car has glorious ride quality, and when I lifted it, the products that were put on there to account for the space. We're just not, they're just shitty fucking struts. You know what I mean? Like, I think I have Rancho Rear Shocks. Rancho's not a bad company. It's not a bad brand, no. But it's not the, it's not that fucking great. Not the top, you want old man Emu or? Dobinson. Is it Emu or Emu? I think it's with an M. An M, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Dobinson out of Australia, they have headquarters in Florida, and they do like the highest quality, uh, you know, truck parts and shit suspension parts at like a very straightforward approachable price point that you can get anywhere dude and the thing is with a lot of these big brands the popularity spike in off-roading has left so many of their orders on backlog that there are all these shitty scammy companies that are collecting the overflow customers and then selling subpar products shitty products or not sending shit at all or collecting money and then foreclosing, you know. I mean, honestly, man, I hate to say it, but anymore, like, I put some shitty Chinese parts and stuff on my on my Toyota. Yeah. I, even though they scam you and rip you off left and right, I almost wish I'd just gone to the dealership, got Toyota parts. Oh yeah, dude. Strictly Toyota. Instead of rolling the dice, yeah, I totally get it, dude. Well, and and I I just didn't know enough about, and I still. Before I make a decision like that, I'm doing all the research possible yep. for like weeks. Yep. Yep. All the options, looking at things online, listening to people talk about the products, and uh, all the knowledge I have of my truck is just trying to understand more about the truck on my end. You know, I wasn't formally like 
I didn't go to school for this yeah, shit or no, some self, shit. Self-taught. Yeah, it's not through same. a practice or anything. Right. But, like, I, if I'm going to have someone fuck around on my car, I'd like to, have, like, at least know as much as them or know more than them about what they're doing, you know, because I didn't when I had that shit put on my car. And, uh, but yeah, dude, at a certain point, it'll make sense. I think, honestly, I could get it all done in, with, like, a thousand bucks between parts and labor. Uh, but I just haven't yet, you know. And I think not only for the ride quality, but you think about it, dude, like, the more you do to a truck, like, the more things are that are, are going to fuck up with your truck. You know what I Lifting mean? Lifting is a dangerous game to play, yeah. for instance. Yeah, yeah it's... Your truck you're putting more stress on everything. Everything. Bigger well, tires, you're putting more strain on the transmission gearbox yeah totally so anything to alleviate you know the stress on the frame or the stress the risk of blowing out a bump stop or some shit like that uh, is worth the investment for sure at the same time though i love frankenstein shit like oh. my dream is to drop a 350 into my toyota <laughs> you should do bro people do it people do it you, you gotta you basically gotta swap all of the drive line like axles, everything. Basically, if you put a V8 in there, you gotta swap everything every, behind every, it. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. But it would be so cool. <laughs> I mean, even with, people go for bigger tires on their Toyotas. Yeah. And then in 5,000 miles, their transfer case or their gearbox is just a blows up. Bowl of spaghetti, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shredded. Yeah, and they don't realize that, you know, the rotations of your truck and how it aligns with how your Toyota put a lot of time and energy into engineering that shit. Exactly. If you're gonna fuck around with it, you gotta fuck no. around with it smart. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean it was it was built literally for a purpose, and everything is like hyper engineered around that. Purpose, you know, uh, you, know? you know what really separates the Toyota from like Jeeps or anything else in terms of off roading? What? The double transfer case. You heard about people doing this? No. You can take two Toyota transfer cases, marry them together, what? put in an, a, another shifter into your. You got to do some custom shit, of course. Um, but then you can go four low, four low. Okay. <laughs> it gives you like one to one hundred and twenty-eight like ratio. What? Where like I think the lowest you can go with a standard four-wheel drive transfer case in the Toyota is like one to sixty-four. I think you're and it right. And it bumps it up to 1 to 28. And literally, <laughs> it's so slow that the wheels don't spin smoothly. They go chunk, oh, yeah, chunk, dude. chunk, oh, yeah, chunk. Because you're, you're hitting going, every gear, dude. Well, it's like for every... I don't know how to even describe it, but it's like in the lowest possible gearing... It's so funny because it's so opposite of like the speed culture of oh, like Indianapolis, right? Oh yeah. It's all about how slow you can go. Oh yeah. And it's like you can you can crawl at like an inch a minute or some shit. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. Just up super steep grades, like. Well, you know they have the downhill assist in Lexuses and in uh, Forerunners, and it downshifts for you. Or yeah, whatever. It, it does the same thing. It, it goes. You have to be in first gear in four low or some shit. And if you're going down a hill, you take all your feet off the pedals and it'll just and it'll drive it. itself and like monitor your traction in the lowest gear possible. Mm -hmm. 
to like take you down the hill. I think that shit's crazy, dude. Yeah. I've never used it before because I'm gun hoeing that bitch. Well, I've, for I've, sure, seen, but... I've seen some funny videos. The whole ghost ride thing, you know, where you step out of the vehicle and oh, let it yeah. drive itself. People do this with the double transfer case and they'll be they'll be on a piece of slick rock out in Utah or something. They'll just step out of the truck and watch it go the whole way. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's at like idle speed and it's just crawling up like a 45, 50 degree angle. Dude, it's fucking uh, stupid. Man. I uh, found this YouTuber that does like, uh, it does like stress tests on trucks and shit. Are you talking whistling diesel? Yeah, dude. Dude, he's the, he's the fucking man. When he took that Hilux out into the desert, dude? Yeah, yeah. His, the Hilux series was unreal. Um, he got back and he was like, oh, he's like, oh, this doesn't have any coolant in it. He was like, all right, well, we got like six miles to go. So <laughs> we'll be all right. And then he turns it off when they get back. And then he just starts it right back up and it's flush. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Fucking crazy. No, and uh, he, dude, he's stirring up some shit, man. Do you yeah. watch like all of his videos? Yeah. I keep up with like his social that media. That whole thing about the tractor day. Yeah. That was fucking, he's like become Probably top of the list pipe dream guests for the pie year. I think he's number one on the list. His whole thing, he's got serious beef with the DNR. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> he, he sells these t-shirts that says, uh, you know, come on vacation, leave on probation. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that is so good. It's so good. And he posted a picture today on Instagram where it was his fucking $500,000 Lamborghini with an RPG like leaned up against it and he's like he made a comment about like you know like love rolling around town with my fully semi-automatic RPG and my half million dollar Lambo like he's just like fuck all y'all <laughs> well he was in he was somewhere in Indiana yeah and until he moved to Tennessee and then he moved to Tennessee I think yeah, he grew dude. up in northern Indiana but okay uh, but he bought a place in southern Indiana yeah and then everybody figured out where the hell it was started fucking with him yeah poor guy yeah and people know where he lives now in Tennessee. You know, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. It makes me nervous, honestly, because I like. I've talked about this before, but like, I have a little bit of fear about this podcast actually being a success because, right. like, privacy goes out the fucking window, man. Oh, totally. Not to mention my subject matter. I might be painting a big old target on my back, but at the same time, fuck him. You know, yeah, Whistling Diesel's kind of an inspiration in that way because he's just like could not fucking care less. Like, come at me, you know? Yeah, more power to it, Like, dude. here's a picture of my RPG. Like, I dare you to come I'm on the property. it on fucking yeah. Instagram. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and <laughs> even more so, I think he got robbed at one point and literally just filmed the whole thing. He's like, yeah, they fucking robbed me. That's when he, he tracked the fucker down. He yeah, did he too. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is, he is doing something that a lot of people maybe wouldn't understand at first glance right but i see i see between the lines man he is a against the grain motherfucker oh man yeah. yeah he is a he's a diamond diamond in the rough oh yeah like doesn't call himself anything but he's clearly like very anarchistic and uh and i think he's i don't know he's he's using the cool factor to like change the way people think you know doing what he's doing I think it's rad. I think there's a sense of nihilism that uh, that makes it pretty entertaining and admirable. Dude, when he fucking dropped the fucking pallet of cinder blocks, and then he put the gooseneck in the bed, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't know that this it's it's driving. Like, yeah. How is it doing this? And there's like thirty four thousand pounds of weight. It's a Toyota. And his like bedliner's like collapsing into the fucking underbody. Yeah. And he's like, 
in mud and well, grass. Well, he, out, he outdid Top Gear, which is which is impressive. I, and when he fucking rolls it into the ditch while he's, he's just driving it, and it's like, this dude is batshit crazy, man. He's batshit crazy. Because he, that shit, I probably rewinded and rewatched that too, like bro. six times because I was like, he's just like, oh, hello. He's, oh, hi. It's like, dude, are you not concussed? Yeah, dude, people will be like, oh, my XJ could stand up to that. And then oh. he'll, and then he'll do a whole video on an XJ or like one of them was like, a ranger dude i showed that video that series to my brother uh-huh. and he, he was just like bro we gotta turn this off we, i can't watch it can't. he like has it he's like fucking with the ac slider but he's just like fucking wrecking the ac yeah he's like dude he's like i gotta go like, it's, it's almost like blasphemy in, oh, yeah. in car and like truck culture what he does which is what i love about it's it. it's so triggering the, the the he intentionally does the most infuriating thing like that Hilux was the best it was probably the best Hilux on the fucking planet or at least the argument could be made yes cleanest lowest mileage like most rare like that particular and then he destroys it says fuck all you Toyota people I couldn't fucking care less and goes and buys an identical one that he he's got like he's got like eight of them now four or six of them yeah it's funny I think he became he became a convert to Toyota. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He said after that series, his following video, he was just like, you know what? He's like, this is the first car that I truly regret. He was like, why did we have to drop it off out of the helicopter? He was like, he's like, we could have put it through some more tests and yeah. it would have stood up to it. Yeah, yeah. That fucking dude at the end of the Hell's Gate or whatever voyage, they've got like some sixty thousand dollar like. No frame, all axle, fucking crawling, fucking big rock crawler thing. The guys went with some other YouTube YouTubers or some shit, off-roaders. And he started the truck up, like, after rolling it down a couple things, you know, that final test, driven back six miles with no coolant in the desert. And it started up, and the other dude was just like, he's like, whoa. He was like, fuck my Duramax. He was like, this is the coolest fucking truck I've ever cool. seen. I, I have this thing with a guy, a regular here. He talks smack about my Toyota. Oh yeah. And uh, and I never I never give an inch. You drive like, like a power he, stroke. He's yeah. a he's a Chevy guy. <laughs> okay. He worked for GM like oh. in in the plant. He's seventy something years old. Oh, okay. He, he was a you know, GM country for, fed. Well, I mean, he's a city boy. He, oh, okay. he always lived here in Indy, but he worked at the GM plant down south. Whatever. But he. Uh, he always talks shit about my Toyota and how rusty it is. And I'm like, Jim, you know, you know how cool that fucking truck is. Shut your goddamn mouth. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you say. That truck is cool. Well, dude, you see some, uh, you see some Silverados and some Z71s, dude, that are eight years old, and there's just no fucking underbody. Wheel wells are gone. You know what I mean? Like frames starting to rust and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's just. I think at a certain point they stopped making them, but the unibody frames were like a full frame construction. So instead of having a hollow frame that was open, right, the C channel frame versus a exactly yeah, a closed frame or yeah. unibody. That makes all the difference, dude. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, American manufacturers have been cheaping out for forever for generations. Uh, yeah, Toyota, they still build them right. Even though I wouldn't necessarily want a brand new one because they're no. too hard to work on. But yeah, that's it, man. Whatever they had going on 30, 20, 30 years ago, 
it was magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. You heard about the Toyota production system and how it's you know been replicated. Oh yeah. It's just like, because it's perfect. It's perfect. And uh, I don't know, man. I could talk Toyotas all fucking day. Yeah, me too, dude. <sighs> I love it. Me too. We dude. we, we got to do some kind of overland trip, man. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping to go. Best case scenario. I go to the UP to go agate hunting. So I want to go. I've been wanting to go fucking Lake Superior agate hunting for a minute. So agates are stones you can find all over the world, right? But Lake Superior agates are very specific to the Midwest and how the glaciers formed. I'm not. I couldn't. I'm not gonna act like I know how an agate is formed. Some kind of crystal, though. Or? But it's it's a stone that is developed into like many many layers of translucent like color. Whoa. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, Must be a lot of mica or something there. So and I and I don't. I couldn't tell you like what. I look at geological surveys whenever I do rock hounding because I want to know like what minerals and what areas of what minerals are going to lead to what kind of stones so like that's how i went like uh jasper hunting in, in wyoming that's how i went like uh prairie agate hunting in nebraska because i just look at geological surveys and i'll google a picture so you can see what a lake superior agate looks like but they look very unassuming but when you cut them open all it takes is like a certain saw blade and you cut them open with like a water hose keep things cooled down and not dusty and whatnot and they're just fucking beautiful dude and you cut a cut a thin enough piece and you can just it's translucent you can just cut them in half dude and they're just gnarly on the inside dude Uh, but yeah hopefully i can go up there and then i was thinking about even going north into minnesota wisconsin like up to the border of canada boundary waters or um, I don't. What's boundary? Boundary Waters is like big canoe area, right? Oh. On, right on the border, northern northern Wisconsin, Canada. Okay. Uh, supposedly the best fucking fishing you could imagine. Yeah, dude. Crystal clear water. You can still like dip your cup in and just drink it. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. Thick woods. Yeah. Lots of pretty water. Lots of lakes. So, yeah. Look at this shit, dude. Oh wow. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, dude, look how pretty that is. No shit, wow, yeah. And those are obviously all like sliced and polished. But it's like tie dye, like natural tie dye, yeah. But like super translucent. Wow. And they're all layered out, different colors, lots of earth tones and shit. And uh, Lake Superior has some of like the highest quality agate in the world that you can find. Um, Gotta get the chance to go uh, hunting for like petrified wood out in. Utah, man, I can point you towards some areas that are just chock full of it, and petrified wood's really beautiful. Cut, cut cross sections into it, so see the grain, I, see the rings, whatever. I found some out in Nebraska, really, and it was really small, like they were twig sized, uh-huh. but it was uh, opalized petrified wood, wow. and the ends of it were translucent, huh. like you couldn't like look down at like a like glass or anything. But yeah, I found a bunch of that, and I found a bunch of chalcedony, which is just a different semi-precious stone. Um, but yeah, dude, petrified wood would be fucking sweet. My buddy's in Moab right now. He said he's been finding like tons of fossils and yeah. shark's they, teeth and there's, shit. There's fucking dinosaur bones. There's, yeah, you know, dude. I uh, in Capo Reef where I was at, there's this place called uh, 
glass mountain. It was like all gypsum or, oh. or mica or something. But tons of little shards of this translucent, cool. flaky kind of mineral. And uh, there's the gypsum sinkhole, like just some wild geology out there. And it was, like I said, tons and tons of uh, petrified wood. You could, you know, just outside the national park, of course, you're not allowed to take anything out of the national park, but if right. it's BLM land, Forest Service land, fucking go for it. Right. And you can find rounds, you know, big rounds of petrified wood. Oh, Pulling shit. them out would be a hassle, but if you could get a good piece and cut, cut sections out of it, you know, it's cool shit. I'll tell you what, man, I think I probably ought to mosey. Uh, okay. Got about an hour to get ready for this next interview. Um, Been good chilling with yeah, you. Yeah, man, dude. likewise, likewise. Yeah, super good chilling with Yeah, we'll have to, uh, when your brother gets here, we'll fucking meet up. All three of us. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We absolutely should do that. I'm, I'm excited, man. He's he's always been a good homie. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's going to be nice to have him back in town. You know, moving back in town, I think he's set on this focus of not trying to live the life that he was living when he was here prior, mm-hmm. which I'm all about supporting. You know what I mean? Different yeah. habits, different people, different places. So. Uh, it'll be fun showing him fucking parts of the city he doesn't know about, dude, because yeah, he hasn't man. lived here for. Well, your brother, minute. your brother, legitimately was like one of the few friends of mine that was consistently supportive of my my wild social media journey over sure. the last two years. He's like he's he's always been in the corner, and yeah, uh, anywho, yeah, well, the Anderson boys, man. I figure, I figure. Two of you and I, we're going to fucking run this town before too long. <laughs> uh, bro, I'm here for it, dude. <laughs> Me and okay. I share a lot of the same perspectives. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs>